0: became a raven.
1: Your art matters. It's what got me here.
2: Let's go, let's go. Ravens on three. One, two,
3: three, Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. I'm Dom and I've seen 14
0: episodes of One Tree Hill.
2: I'm Lex and I've seen, I think I've seen One Tree Hill through five times, maybe more. That's an (laughs) estimate.
3: And tonight's episode for debate is Season 1, Episode 14, I Shall Believe. Luke, you mind
0: if we get a few words before your first game? Yeah, we're gonna put it on the internet. Ravenshoops.com. Yeah, we're gonna have a webcast and everything. What the hell is this? Well, we have this website. Yeah, we're sports announcers.
3: Not in here, you're not. The locker room's closed. No media.
0: Did you hear that? We're meeting.
3: So welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is season one, episode 14, I shall believe. Dom, we are here, but we are not here alone, my friend, <laughs> we are joined by One Tree Hill Podcast Legend,
2: veteran
3: <laughs> in the house. We have Lex with us all the way from Florida. Lex, how are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm in Florida, so yeah, it's a mixed bag. <laughs>
3: well, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Lex was part of the infamous One Tree Hill Podcast team of Lex and Ryan of the River Court cast. Which ran from what? What years did it run from? Like twenty first? No, not that. It was, was it like 2016, 2015? It, it ended
2: right before the twenty sixteen election. I remember that because we're back in election mode now in the states, and uh, things were getting really crazy and bad on our end <laughs> then, and uh, it's happening again now. So <laughs> hopefully, not completely happening again, but we'll eh,
3: see. So. If you haven't already, it's still online. Yes. Um I still go back and listen to it. I, I purposefully haven't been listening to it because I at the moment, because and I won't now until we uh you know finish our podcast because I don't want any uh anyone's opinions to sort of sway my yeah. own. But previous to this and you know, anyone that's not in mind and Dom's shoes, you must, you must go and listen to the River Court cast. It is a one tree hill must, uh it's awesome. Really enjoyed it. And uh along with uh we've said many times on our podcast recently, we see there, we see there being three One Tree Hill podcasts, mm-hmm. the trilogy, which is the River Court cast, Tree Hill Talk, and of course, right here, yes. Ravens <laughs> One Tree Hill podcast. <laughs> our art matters, nobody else's podcast does. <laughs> anyway. Shots fired. That's again. true. Shots. Come at me, bruh. I'm right here. <laughs> of a podcast. No, I'm joking. It's all love. Um, but you you've continued your podcast journey, and you now have Lex and Matt's excellent adventures, uh, which is current and and still going, yes. which is awesome. Again, another amazing podcast. We'll put all of the links in the description, but tell us a little bit about that and your current podcasting situation yeah
2: so um my friend matt and i started a podcast where we're mostly just talking well we discuss stories every week things like gaming news and movies and things that we're interested in but we're also we talk about our friendship um we talk about our growth as people that's what the excellent adventure is um so it's just it's it's really. it it can go anywhere it's one of those that can go in it just depends on the week um last week as of when we're recording this uh we were just got on the subject of like just the craziest things like last time we ate mcdonald's or something like that because we somebody sent us a whole article about how meticulous mcdonald's is about their coke like i don't know if you guys know about how crazy they are about their coke like they have special ice. They have, like, the, the Coke comes in special containers, the syrup. So, like, we were talking about that, and then I was like, you know, I haven't had McDonald's since 2015. And then it just became a wow. whole story of craziness. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's It's a comedy podcast, and we try to keep it fun, but we also get into more serious things as well, kind of keeping the balance of just like any friendship, you know? we're basically just every week like friendship meeting and, and we record it and put it out to the world.
3: That's awesome. Yeah, really cool podcast. Uh, and w- what I like about it is you can, uh, you can pick up and just pick up a, a, like the latest episode and you don't have to have uh, listen. I mean, you reference things from like, other, right. other episodes and whatever, but you don't have to have heard all of them. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's quite nice in that way. You don't feel like, oh, I'm obligated because I've missed the last five. Right. You, know, you can just pick up one where like with our podcast, we reference things a lot that are continual, you know, so you've got to listen to it episodically, um, which is no slight at our podcast at all, because of course it's amazing, right. but it's, it's, it's a, a nice, it's a good benefit to have.
2: It's a, It's definitely a different challenge to do the type of podcast that you guys are doing versus what I'm doing with Matt. Um, And that was one of the things, it was like getting back into podcasting. I was like, I don't know. I'm worried because I was so overwhelmed with, you know, watching One Tree Hill and, and getting it right and everything like that. Whereas this one is, and I loved doing that podcast, like, you know, it was amazing. But this one is more of like, it's, it's a more casual chat. Like you said, don't have to worry about the, you know, catching up with the show and it's just it's anyone that takes on a television show for a podcast I'm always like yeah that's it's it's amazing uh I have friends who do movie podcasts as well and I'm always like I I don't know how you guys do this every week because I did and it was very uh very intense
0: It, it can be quite hard going and and especially if you've got listeners that are such hardcore fans of the show yeah and you want to you want to stay upbeat and positive and and be positive about every character and and put an kind of a good spin on 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 everything even if you don't necessarily enjoy a particular episode or enjoy, enjoy a particular movie so it must be really nice having a podcast where you can just be free and talk about what you want to talk about and your kind of listenership and your listener group are there to listen to you about whatever you want to talk about that that week it's not necessarily you know set up to talk about the next episode or something which which must be so nice and quite freeing
2: it is it's it's also very strange to when we were making river court we were kind of doing it in a void like there was no other there were no other montreal hill podcasts and a lot of the listeners have found us now after the fact so we we were just kind of like we're just making this and putting this out to the world kind of thing um Whereas with Lex and Matt, we've just happened to get more listeners earlier on, I guess. Maybe because it's a little bit more of a broad subject matter. But uh, it's kind of cool how people are like, oh, yeah, we're going on date night or whatever. And we're listening on the drive over to the podcast. I'm like, that's weird. Like, it's just it's a very strange (laughs) thing to be like, oh, wow, people are listening. Why? But okay. No, cool. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Keep listening. Yeah. No, I'm like, keep listening. But also... (laughs) Okay. Are we really that interesting?
3: (laughs) I guess the difference as well is with uh, our podcast, people are are buying in because it's One Tree Hill. And then Hmm. they're deciding to stay whether they like the way that Dom and I are breaking it down or how we're interacting with each other. Where I guess with your podcast they're buying into you and Matt, yes, right? There's not like the the show that's underpinning it. So yeah. if anything, that's a, to get that audience mm-hmm. on your podcast is a bigger achievement. Um, I mean, with the Mighty 90s, or other our movie podcast, yes. uh, I guess you can kind of, some, some episodes will get much more listeners than others, depending on what the film is, mm-hmm. you know, or depending on who the guest is that we have um so yeah I think it's uh I think it's really cool and it just shows the different variety in podcasts yes. and the different types and yeah and podcasts they're just so cool like in terms of listening but also creating it's a whole uh like you wouldn't think of it as a hobby but it definitely is uh and and we yeah. take it really serious like as in yeah. We don't we don't take the subject matter serious as people know but mm-hmm. um, but we take uh you know the creating and keeping a schedule part serious yeah i think and, that when you're yeah.
2: creating you have to do that like you you have to have that focus otherwise you'll just fall off of it i think um it's like
0: rehearsals though isn't it if you're if you're doing a play or some sort of performance you rehearse and you rehearse and you rehearse. So all the build-up to every podcast and the, the bits that you find in the content that you look at is kind of like your rehearsal. That's all your prep. Yeah. And then you turn up and go for the main event, don't you? So that's kind of how I see it anyway.
3: Yeah. And the best the best part about it for me, close your ears, Dom. Mm. Don't
0: want you getting an ego.
3: But it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's being it's having a reason to spend time with Dom every week yes. and for us to... Dom. Yeah, for us, we we know we order a pizza, we record some podcasts, Mm -hmm. talk about movies we love, and talk about One Tree Hill, and it's like it's just a good, it's a great weekly thing to do. And if we're able to share that with people, and they they get something out of it, yeah, that's how it is with
2: Matt and I. And then um, now Ryan and I are doing a uh, because Ryan just lives up the street, down the street from me. So, um, Ryan and I have been doing, uh, we're just going to meet up like every other week or every week or whatever and outside social distance hang. (laughs) So we just like go hang out outside, talk for a couple hours. We just did it a couple days ago. So, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's that thing to look forward to with your friends. So I totally get it where you're like, I get to hang out with my friend this week or chat. Matt lives in a different state than me. He lives in Chicago. Uh, so, you know, we, we didn't talk all the time in that sense. We just would chat online. Um, but now we have this weekly like meeting sort of thing. It's really cool.
3: That's awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, check that out. Links will be in the description. Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. And then go back and uh, listen to River Court Cast as well. Another uh, amazing One Tree Hill podcast.
2: All right, we're going to start talking but- One Tree Hill. I got to get into it.
3: Oh oh the naily bracelets coming on. No way. <laughs> that's awesome. Where did that cause you used to make them on the podcast? I, I made right? this one, it's like yeah. Giveaways.
2: Yeah. I made this one. Uh and I can't okay, find so the the supplies. No, that's why I, I was trying to look for the supplies. <laughs> I gotta find find them. Because Yeah, I know. Because there's you guys one need and two. you guys need naily bracelets, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I know. would hundred percent wear that.
3: hundred <laughs> so
2: percent. Ryan still has his too. So that... He had to restring it, but uh, his daughter broke it, but he fixed it.
0: <laughs> it's amazing to think that about let's call it like ten weeks ago, I wouldn't have known what that bracelet was mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have known what Naily was as well.
2: So. <laughs> yeah. And now you see it and you're like, Oh
0: man. Yeah. I'm like, oh God.
3: <laughs> we we for sure need one of those. Mm-hmm. So
2: I also let's have make that uh, which you won't get this yet, but I have a piece of a comet as well. A uh, the car comet. I don't. I don't know where it is, but what,
3: a pi- you have a piece of the car.
2: Yeah, hold on one second. I'll grab it. Hold
3: on. <laughs> okay. Why aren't you just grabbing that? So Dom, you know what we're talking about. Peyton's car is is a comet. So they must have. What they must have torn this car apart. I, mean, and, I and I do not have a piece
0: of it. She tears that car apart herself. To be honest, <laughs> most of the time it's probably yeah. like bits of a Keith's, like. <laughs> workshop floor that have been swept up and like kept (laughs) like we can sell this one tree hill fans will buy this
2: okay i can't find it but i will send you a picture of it
3: so you have so what is what did they do then
2: so the comet no no no. the comet was a real car this is not a prop from the show i should clarify that okay um i found a piece of a comet car though because it is a real car so i found the comet logo and like emblem and i bought it at a uh it was like a flea market type of thing and i was like this means more to me than everyone else nobody got it i was just like yes. so, so. it'll make more sense later the comment part will make more sense later but yeah
3: that's dope well that's uh that's funny that you say that because on our maybe not our last episode maybe the one before i was saying to dom that so i have a piece of the river court um because i don't know if you know but at the end of the show they Ripped out pieces yes. of concrete, and uh, and I was saying to Dom that there's a piece on eBay right now, mm. and he couldn't believe it was up there for three hundred dollars. I believe he it. He was in sh- right. <laughs> he was in shock, and he also was questioning
0: the the point of it. Um, <laughs> weren't you? Come on. I mean, I understand. Be a big man now. I understand memorabilia. <laughs> I understand people buying it to to want to be close to it. What well, I was actually questioning was you wanting to make it into a necklace so that you always had it with you and like by your heart that was a little that was the bit i was questioning okay That so was the bit i found uncomfortable
3: lex do you, you i was saying it might be a good idea to chip off a bit of the river court <clears throat> and you could make it into a necklace and then it goes with you everywhere you go
2: yeah that's pretty cool
3: you're okay <laughs> it's not crazy there was it's, no conviction in what you just uh... said
2: it's <laughs> <laughs> Like it, yeah,
0: uh, yeah, sure, okay, crazy man.
2: I see. I I can't I can't talk. I've got somewhere in there along with that. I've got the um. Did you guys ever watch Smallville? Do you ever see Smallville?
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: so Lana's necklace with the kryptonite. Like I have that necklace. Like I I, I get. <laughs> I, I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> like I love this stuff.
3: It's all about this stuff? Mm-hmm. All about it. Uh, let's get into One Tree Hill. Dom, this episode, and Lex, I, I feel we've been on a crazy run, so we, like yeah. how you and Ryan used to, you were rating them out of five, yes. we rate them out of ten, and we, yes. we cause, so for anyone that hasn't heard, there is an introduction episode uh, with Lex and with Alyssa, Ingrid and Michelle from Tree Hill Talk, um, it's actually now exclusively on our Patreon, i actually I love that episode, but I was upset about it because uh some of the audio messed up because it was right at the beginning, mm. we we're still working out the configuration and whatever. Um but it's it's on our Patreon as like bonus content that we put on there. But if anyone mm-hmm. hasn't listened to that, then you should. But we were uh discussing on there that we were with your permission that we were <laughs> gonna borrow that aspect from River Court cast. It was the passing of the torch. Onto, yes uh, and i love
2: ours. it because i've i've been listening to the podcast and i and i love the fights of it <laughs> i just think it's a fun <laughs> format i just love the idea of i loved it when we did it and i love that you guys do it too
3: <laughs> well thank you well we've had some great ones recently but from episode 6 uh to 13 we've gone so out of 10 there's been eight, eight, nine. we had a 10 episode 9 mm-hmm. was a 10 9 9 Eight with an asterisk because I wanted it to be a 10. Dom pulled me down to a nine, but I have that asterisk to use it if I need to in future. And then episode 13 was an eight. And I'm sorry to say this ahead of time, but I can already feel this one, in my opinion, was actually a little bit underwhelming. It's maybe one of our first ones since the beginning that comes down a little bit and it's so sad because you're here with us Lex (laughs) and we should be celebrating a 10 or something we could be ganging up on him (laughs) and making it you know but yeah I I mean I think we'll get to all of that at the end
1: I guess yeah, yeah I think
2: that this is a little bit of a when I was watching I was like this feels like a transition episode almost like how they're you ever watch some shows and it like it feels like this is the beginning of the show so we're trying to introduce you to it and they'll do that again in like season two or whatever that's kind of how this felt it was almost like hey if you're just joining us this is what this show is about i I think with karen coming in like that's that's kind of what they went with
0: yeah we just we discussed it being like a mid-season break into a into a new sort of fresh post you know second half of the season and i, I totally agree with you it, it really looks like we're rebooting we're resetting mm-hmm. we're resetting one tree hill this is this is like we've got extra funds and we can have a bigger cast and we can put a little bit more effort into it um Haley's hair was different i noticed that <laughs> well i think
3: this is i believe this would have been like the mid-season break for christmas that's what so i was wondering so there's probably yeah. been I think that's probably been like, you know, four or five weeks gap. And then, as we've been saying throughout the podcast, at this point, they weren't sure whether they were going to continue. Like, the show could have been cancelled at any yes. any sort of moment here. So, I think now, exactly what you said, Dom, now they're coming back like, okay, we're definitely going to run to the end of this season. Yes, yeah. And then, like you were saying, Lex, or both of you, let's put the pieces in the places that we want so we can start ramping up to get to another big crescendo like towards the end of the season maybe yeah, yeah. But, the show
2: was on the verge of cancellation a lot throughout the series like there were several um there are several finales too to the show i think personally i don't know if everyone else agrees with that but i if you watch it you can see like oh this could be an ending to the show this could be an ending to the show like it's, it's interesting how i think they were always worried that they would never get that pick up again
3: well, and this is so. Before we go into our character journeys, um, we're going to need you to raise your right hand, Lex, and uh, vow that you will not spoil Don oh, no, Throughout no, no. this episode, I shall not.
1: <laughs>
2: I will not. You're spoil. trusted. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, thank you.
3: So, uh, where, where, as our guest, Lex, which character would you like to start with?
2: Um. I thought like Sophia Bush was really good in this episode, so why not start with Brooke?
3: Okay,
0: Dom, tell us about Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Brooke. I've liked Brooke from. Yeah. Uh, there's only one episode where I don't like Brooke, but the rest of it, I've liked Brooke pretty much consistently. Yeah, and uh, she's been f- for like the fairly consistent character. So Brooke at the beginning of this episode is with Peyton. Peyton is about to tell her. Oh yeah. Um, what's going, what's happened, and what's kind of going on between Peyton and Lucas, and Peyton gets a phone call, and this bit, this bit, I was so surprised at this bit because she gets the phone call, finds out what's happened to Lucas from Haley. Yeah. And then grabs a bag and starts walking off.
3: No explanation. That was no explanation,
0: so. Like, I'm out of here. So fucked
2: up. Like I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you doing that
3: what it was basically no fucks given wasn't it yeah, yeah
0: fuck you Brooke, I'm out of here and the brook's like oh what's wrong and then it's like oh yeah you're here
3: oh you're his girlfriend yeah uh let me yeah i i i, I thought that and then i thought maybe it's meant to be read that she's like so romeo and Juliet, like in love with him that she was just overcome with i have to be at the hospital right now and then realizing or brooke breaking it and being like what's going on
2: i think that's what it was meant to be yeah Yeah. but it came off as really bad i think it made her look bad
3: yeah it did make her look Uh. bad we're not the biggest peyton fans here We've had a couple. We've had a couple moments where we've been like, "She's all right. She's done okay." This one, uh, this episode, we understand she's got a a sad, you know, history, etc. Yeah, um, but crack a smile once in a while.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> think, I think
0: the last sort of.
3: Yeah, Sorry, I think Peyton
2: is a difficult character because she has been through a lot, and Ryan and I both really loved Peyton. I think, because we both just are really drawn to, like kind of broken people. <laughs> uh, I think it's the same way that, uh, like, if I were to say, what are our characters, like who are we most like on the show? Like we would probably both be very similar to Lucas. so um i'm I might lean a little bit more towards Brooke, but the the attraction to Peyton makes sense in my mind that we both like her because it's like, She's got that like brooding thing. Like, but I can understand why people are like, no, no, no. You're annoying. I don't want to deal with your-, <laughs> with your stuff. I will say I think that she gets better as the show progresses. That is not a spoiler. That's just a <laughs> – I think in the beginning they didn't quite know what they were doing with her character. And this stuff, mm. this like – especially her with Nathan and everything. Like it's just hard to watch. It's really hard to watch.
0: Yeah, I, I we were saying off bike, and I've said a couple of times in the the later episodes that we've got into of this series. So like right at the beginning, I really didn't like her. She really right. puts me off, and I'm like, she's just so dull, and it's really difficult to watch. Um, because it, one, you don't know about the car accident and her mum, so right. you're like, why is she like this? It's, there must be something, and it's right. a nightmare. Then you find out, and you kind of a bit more understanding, but it's just like a continuation. And then the episode with her dad. It's just like a different person, and and that's when I really start to think, well, I actually quite like her. She's all right, really. Um, She can be fun. She can be light. But she obviously needs that figure in her life to take control and say, no, it's okay. I'll be the adult. You enjoy your life. Yeah, she's so
2: lonely. She doesn't have that. Like, that's the big thing. She's she's so lonely. And they get into that further on the show, and, and I think that that was something that I always connected with, because I had a lot of those types of issues in my childhood. Um, so I, I did feel a, like a connection to Peyton, especially as it moves along, but like, I, I, I get it. I, I, especially when Brooke is right there and Brooke is so amazing. Like Sophia Bush comes into the show and she is just, she is Brooke and Brooke is a fully formed character. You know that first introduction of her when she's like, I don't know, I guess I'd bury Rich or whatever. Like that whole sequence was just phenomenal. So it's tough because you're you're being set up in a love triangle right now, and it feels like you should be rooting for Peyton and Lucas, but you're like, but what about Brooke? Mm-hmm. Look at look at how great she is. Look at how she's bringing Karen things and and just you know, sitting at his bedside, being there for him this whole time. I i mean, it's, it's difficult. It's a difficult position. I think that's why it makes a great love triangle, though, because you can see either girl. You know, you could see why he's attracted to Peyton, because she's kind of like him. But at the same time, look at Brooke. She's so sweet and bubbly and great.
3: I think it's kind of shot uh, production-wise as if we're supposed to root for Peyton, i think and lucas but watching this as a older person it it does make you just feel like no Mm -hmm. no no like if you're gonna do that then be honest uh oh you know square it away first and then do what you need to do it's still gonna be painful (laughs) Then you don't have a car accident (laughs) Yeah, yeah it's kind of Watching it, you know, with uh, slightly wiser and older eyes, I guess. Not to say that I'm wise at all, but you know, from different perspective, you just feel like, yeah, Brooke. It it just makes you feel sorry for Brooke, and you and oh, it yeah. makes you feel like what Lucas and Peyton have been doing is just really uh, deceitful. It's but, terrible. Um, like yeah. it, it's it's well, terrible. That's, that's it's why...
2: inexcusable. It makes that's why you hate has the such characters. a massive
0: reaction to it. Sorry. Yeah, so I was just saying that's why Haley has such a massive reaction to it, yeah. and and really really struggles with it because she's that you know sensible head mm. on these younger. Yeah, uh, I always say teenage, and I always get told off because they're young adults according to Simon. So, <laughs> um, uh, so Haley's like a really sensible head and yeah. um, very grounded, and they're f- following their emotions. Really, you know, two of them are kind of.
2: Haley was what I was Playing. like as a teenager. Mm. I was that kind. I, like, I didn't party. I didn't do anything like that. I was like the moral. I'm still that way. <laughs> I'm still the, uh, the, the moral compass type of person. So I definitely connect with her where she's like, I can't deal with you because you're doing X, Y, and Z. I've literally had those conversations in, yeah. you know, young adults hood or whatever and still to this day you know i don't put up with things like that if these are my friends and i found out they were doing it i'd be like you tell the truth or i'm never talking to you again like i i just wouldn't put up with it even if it's my best friend in the whole world i wouldn't put up with that bullshit Hmm.
3: we and and i think we we agree i guess there is the element of That they are young and they are going to make mistakes and they are going to do dumb things. And part of, we were saying on our last episode, sometimes you have to have this distinguishing factor between like younger relationships, teenage, growing, Yes. and you make errors. If you're an adult and you're still doing this same stuff, it's a different story. I think, not to say that teenagers can get away with it, but there's different weight to it. It's like, well, you should know better now. Like as in... If you, if Lucas makes this mistake, and I will not give you any spoilers, Don, but if he makes this mistake, he's made it, he makes it now. Okay. If he learns from it, he can reconcile it with himself, reconcile it with other people to the best that he can and move on. Okay, great. If he though, if he repeats this mistake, then, you know, then it is less forgiving. You know, if we can all learn from mistakes and move forward, but uh you know so we do have to give him that grace you know well yeah that still doesn't mean it's nice to watch you know yeah
2: it is unpleasant to watch but it is showing you building character like that and that's what yeah. young adult is you're you're becoming a full person you are developing your morality you are making your choices so yeah i agree with you um once as at 17 are they 16 17 something like that 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 age is a mistake that you learn from but you know if you do it again when you're 25 or whatever you're just a dick like you know yeah totally
3: and you can be brandished a douchebag you know <laughs> yeah. and we'll all say it and we'll all point at you and say hey you're a douchebag." yeah and we'll throw rocks <laughs> and, and wait no what oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh, let's go so let's go into Brooke then so so dom you've got it you've set the scene peyton brook peyton's about to go off no no, you should go, Brooke. You're his girlfriend. You should go to him. Uh, where do we see Brooke next? Is it where Karen is now at the hospital with her fancy new Italian haircut? Uh, yeah, so this <laughs> is where we
0: see we see Brooke again. Uh, she, inter- she goes to find Keith, doesn't she? And then, you know, bumps into Karen at the same time, because Karen's just met Keith there in the waiting room. Karen's kind of had her little scene, but we get to that when we cover her. Uh, and then Brooke meets the, you know, the mother of Um, her girlfriend of his the mother of her boyfriend for the first time
3: keith has to be like oh this is brooke (laughs) (laughs) i'm (laughs) lucas's girlfriend or whatever
0: and it's it's Uh, awkward and there's tears and she doesn't know what to say what i really like is that she plays uncomfortable extremely well throughout the whole episode she seems to be able to go from chatty 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 to oh, my God, I've just said something incredibly stupid and insensitive without meaning to. And I, I think she comes across fantastically. And um, We have that that tiny bit in the waiting room and she disappears for a minute. And then it's like we then see her again when she finally gets to go into the room. Is that?
3: She, yeah. So she, like... And she is good, actually, at knowing the boundaries. Like when the yeah. doctor comes over to speak to uh, Karen and Keith, she knows to like, oh, this is not for me to hear, you know. Um and sort of ducks out, and she does that a couple of times yeah. in the episode. So it's very mature, very uh, consci- yeah, 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 and conscientious. That's why she's the best character, uh. <laughs> other
0: than Keith and Whitey.
3: <laughs> so where else do we see her?
0: Um, there, there's one bit in particular where she comes in to the room when Peyton's in there, mm. and uh, Karen is in there as well. So Karen and Peyton have had their conversation and Karen explains that Lucas talks about you and so on and so forth and then this is when Brooke enters and is, does she have the gifts at this point? Oh no, she says, hey stranger doesn't she? Because she hasn't seen Peyton for a while. Yeah, And then she goes over to Lucas and is like hey baby and gives him a little kiss and stuff like that and then everyone's a little bit awkward in the room.
3: I felt a bit uncomfortable with, so we'll come on to the Peyton <clears> and Karen bits right. when we hit them but I was a bit uncomfortable with her doing the Hey, baby, and like pushing his hair back and doing whatever. It just more just I get it. It's a nice thing to do, but would would you do that when his mom's in the room? Like, and she you've only really just met her. Like, as in, I, I it felt a little bit like it was going over a little bit of a line. I don't know. What do we think, Lex?
2: I don't know. I'm with you on the like. I've just met her. You know, uh I've just met. Partner's mother and like that. I, I can see both sides of it. I can see it being she's just being affectionate. She's being like I think Brooke is a little bit like a puppy sometimes, where she's like just very excited, very full of life, and everything like that. And she just kind of doesn't think and says the thing. So it's the same with like the sugar coma, you know, thing that that hit hard. Where I was like, I oh, don't need to be so hard on her. Like that was just a a mistake that she made and and Karen seeming very uncomfortable with her doing that i was like yeah but like they're teenagers and like her boyfriend's in a coma <laughs> like i don't know I, I i wasn't i wasn't too judgmental of that moment uh but i can see why it would make someone uncomfortable i don't know i i i wouldn't know what to do <laughs> cuz like you want to show the affection to that person because you want him to wake up, but like, where do you draw the line? I don't know. She wasn't like groping him or anything. She just kind of like kissed him on the cheek. Yeah, I don't know. What what did you guys think? <laughs>
0: Well, I I can really sort of appreciate the putting your foot in it moments when she says, oh, like the sugar and is like, because they're general phrases that you use every day. And she's throwing it out there, forgetting the situation or not applying that to the situation. And I do that so often. And it's so frustrating when you do it and you realise and you're like, oh, I feel like I want the the earth to just open up and pull me in Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to deal with this situation. And I've, I've done it when like, unfortunately, like when co-workers, like a family member has died or something like that. And I'll go and say something without even thinking and you feel like such a dick. (laughs) But it's completely unintentional. And I could really appreciate that she, in that moment, felt super insensitive. But really, from Karen's perspective and her going, it's okay, she didn't seem like it was okay. And I completely agree with you. It just seemed like Karen had a strange reaction to that. And I think part of that was, I've heard so much about Peyton I thought Peyton would be the situation, yeah. not you. I don't know who you are. So it's a bit strange. And I thought that was kind of what they were getting at.
3: I kind of thought the... I I was completely fine with the sugar coma comment and all of those other bits because it's about the intention behind it. And she had no malicious con- you know, intent behind it. At all. all of her intentions have been so good and supportive yeah. and trying to help Lucas and help Karen... The the only bit I was a bit uncomfortable with was just the touching yeah. while his mum was there. Yeah. Wait for a minute. Let them leave the room. Touch him all you want appropriately. That's fine. But mm-hmm. I just... Uh, it's the... Yeah. Uh, but the rest of it, I actually really felt for her. And I felt like Karen was really a little bit cold to her. Yeah. I know she warms up later in the episode. And I think it's for like, the reasons that you just said, Dom, that she's heard all about Peyton. And that's, you know...
2: I think it's... And maybe she thinks... Yeah,
3: Brooke is flavor of the month type of situation.
2: I think it's guilt too. I think that she feels guilty that she comes back and Lucas has a tattoo. Lucas has a new girlfriend. Lucas has, is in a coma. Um, <laughs> but that aside, all of these things have happened to Lucas and she was gone pursuing her own quote unquote selfish. I do not think it was selfish, but... She was pursuing her own thing for the first time in her life since she had him, which was when she was a teenager. And I think that she might be projecting some of that guilt onto other people in her life, blaming them, getting angry at them for all of these things because she just is upset that she kind of gets back and goes, I don't know my son right now. And his life's in jeopardy at the same time. That has to be terrifying. Like, I I can't even imagine what that's like. So I think it was a little bit of a projection as well.
0: And then we have the, well, the moment where Brooke comes in with, like, the collage that she's made. Yeah. This is a nice moment because that kind of extends... The, the knowing and the understanding of Brooke, doesn't it? In mm-hmm. terms of for Karen and Karen's understanding of, of like what their relationship entails. Because yeah. that's when Karen then says, oh, how long have you been together? And she says, oh, just over a month. Mm-hmm. So it's literally a week after Karen left. Right. They were pretty much getting together. And then they've got everything on the board. And then she, she says, oh, no mention of the tattoo. Mm-hmm. And Brooke immediately looks a bit awkward and she, but she puts her hands up and she says you know what that's my influence that's my fault mm-hmm. um I just want him to lighten up and be a bit looser and be a bit freer and I think we all want that in Lucas he's sometimes <laughs> yeah. he's just so hard to handle because and he doesn't open his eyes and it's ridiculous
3: but Dom couldn't, couldn't she have just taken him to see a comedy?"
0: she could have done she could have done but that that wouldn't have been the fun that we saw in Lucas like four weeks ago would it no, and, and
3: he very much enjoyed... I mean, his inspiration was coming off of her tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it would have been funny if Brooke was just like, well, I showed him this tattoo yeah. <laughs> in the bar. I
1: actually
3: took him underage drinking. And then after he was a bit drunk, I was like, here's a tattoo very close to my groin. And yeah. I thought, maybe you could get one. <laughs> it
2: seemed like a good idea at the time.
3: <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I think I think you're totally right. Yeah. And I think that she, Karen almost, when she says, oh, it's been like a month, I think Karen's almost like a little bit like, oh, okay, like a month seems like a long time to someone at that age, but a month to someone that's yeah. Karen's age is like, oh, okay. But then when she sees like the board and all the pictures and little Polaroids and everything, it's like, okay, she's actually a sweet girl that really likes my son. Like, how yeah. can you... How can you not be on board with that? You know, <laughs> what did you think, next
2: I just had a really bad thought. That I didn't think of until just now. <laughs> that oh, no. what if Karen Share. is sitting there going like, "Well, my son's not a virgin anymore." Like, what if she's like, oh. "That's going through her mind for the first time too," where she's like, "Oh my god, he like he needs to be safe." He like, and she's like, "Do I have to talk to him about sex again?" Do I have to? like, how many things are going through her mind while her son's in a coma? Like, it's just, it, it's a lot.
3: In eight months, am I going to be a grandma? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I think that, because uh, Lucas has never really dated or anything either. It's That's what we kind of gather from the show, right? Like, he's never really had anyone. So I think she's just kind of, like, freaking out over everything happening.
3: Mm. And Dom has uh, very strong predictions. I don't know if you're aware that not only his two biggest, biggest predictions from episode one mm-hmm. have been that Keith is Lucas's real yes. dad, and that uh, Haley loves Lucas mm-hmm. has secret love for Lucas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a secret. Are you, are you still... <laughs> I mean, as. If you can take yourself back to being a first-time yep. watcher Lex and being incredibly selective of your wording, yes. how did you uh, did you think were these predictions that you shared with Dom in your first to watch?
2: Um, I did not think of the Keith thing. Uh, I did think of the Haley thing, and I can definitely see that. In this episode in particular, I can totally see that, where it has that feeling to it.
3: Wait till we get to the finale of season four. <laughs> or five or six or no finale. I like to keep him on his toes. I don't want him feeling comfortable in here.
0: I don't know what's happening.
3: <laughs> Wait for the Smallville crossover episode of One Tree Hill. Oh. That one was crazy. Crazy. Y.E. Get him superpowers. Anyway. That would be
0: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I'd be buying the necklace then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yep. <laughs> oh. I sadly would have probably liked that as a teenager. Now I'd be like, ugh. <laughs> but like, then I'd be like, yes! This is it's amazing!
3: <laughs> okay, so uh, what else happens with Brooke? So they have, uh, later on in the episode, Deb brings Karen some food. We'll talk about Deb and Karen's interactions <laughs> when we get into them, but uh, Karen invites um, Brooke to have dinner with her, and Brooke
0: goes to get the drinks. The the only real bit that I think is now so noteworthy is probably not the right, the right word, but mentionable with Brooke is other than what you've just said is because obviously she's now getting to spend time and invited time with Karen, which is great. Is her conversation with Peyton saying I've not seen you for a few days, you've not been to the mm-hmm. hospital, and I know why. And Peyton's like, Oh, you do. <laughs> and sort of panics a little bit (laughs) hey I didn't know she spoke like that you do (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like yeah because your mum died in the hospital and it's like oh thank god for that yeah my mum died in the hospital because I could not handle you knowing about me and Lucas right now Wow.
3: Throwing her dead mother it's under so the bus true. to get out of here. It. It's so
0: true. She uses her dead mum as a get out of jail free card in this episode. Wow. <laughs>
3: wow. Sorry,
0: Peyton fans, but it's true. She does.
3: <laughs> he just, he puts it down. Um, Lex, do you care to respond?
2: How do you respond I'm to just, that? now? I'm yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, she did look relieved. She looked relieved that you don't know... That I'm being a shitty person you you feel bad for me right now. Um, also, another Brooke moment where you're like, Brooke's an amazing person because she's aware of the trauma that Peyton has and is checking in with her friend despite everything that's happening. You know, I think that's a that shows she's a really good and loyal person, and it should make Peyton feel very guilty. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well it definitely she's definitely made up for her previous misdemeanors shall we say because like dom alluded to earlier in this episode there's only been one episode where we've been not a fan of Brooke, and i can't remember what episode number it was but it's the the one where she's like daring people to do yes. things at yeah. the at like the house at yeah. the party she or was whatever
2: drunk and uh, yeah i remember that yeah
3: and uh Actually this could be a good time to bring this up because maybe we could carry this on and see what Dom's reaction is but on uh, the River Court cast Lex and Ryan had a bet going on as to whether at some point in these seasons and you never got to the end so we we don't okay. you know we didn't get there so maybe we can continue this okay. and you can cu- you know keep coming back on and we'll mm-hmm. So do you want to explain it to him
2: I do not remember so I'm nodding and, oh, great. and smiling <laughs> I remember there was a bet because we like doing long-term bets but i i don't remember the details of it
3: okay i'll remind you and then you can let us know but the bet was did at any point has brooke slept with tim and yes lex lex was saying that she thinks that brooke has never slept with tim and ryan was like Sure, that's at a point she would have said, yeah, Adam Tim Bet. yes, I remember Tim
2: Bett now, yeah <laughs> uh, I, uh, I I stand by my challenge of Ryan Guy that I do not believe she would ever do that, uh but i I would like you guys to keep track of it. I just don't think she still has standards, like she she's a fun gal, but she's got standards, and Tim is just uh, God, he's Tim, uh, I. <laughs>
3: No, <laughs> he is the point guard, though. He's the ball handler.
2: Gross. Maybe that's the problem.
0: <laughs>
3: what? <laughs> you, what do you think, Dom?
0: Well, my, I've got, I've got two theories. But back to the drunk Brooke episode, mm. where we didn't like her, in that she was throwing herself at several different men, and Tim was not one of them. <laughs> yep. And. I have a theory that Brooke, up until now, is is a virgin. Because she plays the... Mm. I've slept with loads of guys, I've done this, I've done that. I don't stick around, you know. We don't stick around for long. We're not in rela- relationships for long. And yeah. she plays up to that so much. Or it feels like she plays up to that so much that actually she's never been with anyone. That's That was always my theory, is that she's, she's not actually had that connection with anyone. Because um, she'd rather stay popular and shout about it, even though it's never happened, than actually... It's happened. so that
2: makes sense? So I can't get into obviously this show about it, but you guys have watched The OC, correct? You guys were just on a OC podcast, right? Yeah, I just we, we were. Yeah. We
3: we watched that episode of The OC.
2: <laughs> okay, but like, <laughs> but yeah, but Summer, but the character of Summer. That's kind of what they did on that show. They they had it play up like she's kind of like loose and everything like that, and then it's like, oh no, she was just playing a part so I can't speak Mm. as to to One Tree Hill because we're not getting into spoilers or anything like that but I will say that like I think it's a very clever thing and they did do that in the OC and there's a lot of crossovers and stuff so not crossover but like there are a lot of themes that that crossover into both shows so I do think that that's an interesting theory on Brooke that's all I got to say about that
3: (laughs) Uh, just to say also we're all in agreement because I don't think that Brooke uh, would have would have slept with Tim Eva, so it's actually just all of us versus Ryan. So.
2: Yeah, and you know Ryan guy deserves to be challenged over that forever. So <laughs> so you know whatever Ryan guy whatever.
3: <laughs> okay, so does that kind of wrap up Brooke pretty much? Yeah. Do you, have, so. do you have a prediction for Brooke Dom?
0: Um, what I'm worried about is that when Lucas is awake, he kind of goes. Um. Oh yeah, this is happening with me and Peyton. Um, because th- there's things. So I know we'll get into it with Karen and Peyton, but there's a line that Karen says is that when she's referencing Haley and Lucas, she says Be- best friends always forgive each other, more mm-hmm. or less. Something yeah, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she says. Yeah. And she says that to Peyton as Brooke walks in. So it's like, okay, if she's saying that about Haley and Lucas, then then there's hope for me and Brooke when we tell her. I've got this feeling that he'll come out of this coma and start getting better and rehab and stuff. Brooke is very much going to be a presence and in your face and around all the time. Karen will start to like her a little bit, but still think that Lucas has got a thing for Peyton. She's kind of figured that out. Um, but the thing with Brooke will linger. It's not going to go away straight away.
3: Like his wafty soul patch. <laughs> He's still there his soul He's patch still is there. still there <laughs>
2: god that soul patch <laughs> oh. what were men yeah. of the early 2000s thinking
0: chucking Shocking.
3: me and Dom were considering uh, growing growing one each and just having it here for the podcast
0: I but... like the way that you say me and Dom because it's never me and Dom <laughs> it's just you and I get dragged in <laughs> every time
3: I thought we could brush each other's soul patches oh, with gosh. little combs
0: okay and... so this is now Lex and Dom's podcast <laughs> so th- this makes
2: me think of, uh, of one time my brother because you're expecting a child correct soon yeah. yeah. Yes. So so one summer when my niece was born my brother shaved his beard and just had like a mustache just like a straight up like 80s father mustache and my sister-in-law Posted the pictures one time. She says, "And this is the summer Chris ruined all of our pictures, <laughs> all of our family <laughs> pictures." So I just imagine like the baby coming, and you've got this soul patch in all of the pictures.
3: I'll be like, "You will understand when you're older, when you've seen One Tree Hill season one midway through, I'll force you to watch yeah, I was just it." Saying, I mean, we'll you young. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's funny actually because I've been uh this is slightly off topic, but we've been going to all of these like antenatal classes and everything. Mm-hmm. And you have to do this thing that I was never aware of. I have no experience of babies. Okay. So I'm trying to learn all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but you have to do this, um, what you choose to do, what's called skin to skin. Yes. Yeah. The baby's born yeah. where you take, Top's where off. like the men, yeah, you take your top off yeah. and then you have the baby there so that you were like, you know, bonding and, you know, obviously they are doing that with the mum and everything as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> but then I was thinking about, so what you have a baby, you kind of, they're going to be near your face, right? Well, I usually always have like stubble and I'm like mm-hmm. that's not going to be very nice for them. So I was thinking either I'm going to have to grow like a beard that's long enough that it's soft, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm going to have to be clean-shaven and I look like I'm about 12 years old. <laughs> so uh yeah,
0: things we think about. Dwayne Dwayne the Rock Johnson so, when his youngest was born, he put loads of pictures of him and and his baby like skin to skin and he brought it up quite a lot and said this is really important everyone must do this so if, if it's good enough for The Rock
3: then and me and Rock are based me and the rock are basically the same. Yeah. Absolutely. When you're not being
0: right. Lucas, you're the rock, right? Right. Right. I'm
3: that one guy <laughs> that can connect Lucas and the Rock as one yeah. person.
2: <laughs> I've thought about that too with the skin to skin thing because it's very common. Like my cousin just had a baby, and like she posted pictures of her husband, you know, holding the baby with skin to skin. And like that was the thing when my brother had his kids. And like it's it's a very, you know, it's a it's an important thing. But I am a woman who will marry a woman. And so I'm like, do I just like post topless pictures of me with the baby? Like (laughs) my wife just had the baby, but I'm also just like, 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 done. what up? Like, it just, it just seems like a, um, a predicament.
3: (laughs) Well, maybe you just, you do it with no pictures. Yeah. You know, because I don't think I would want a picture like, as in, as you know, I don't have the physique of the rock. If I did, then sure, I'd be, <laughs> probably be all about it. I will but, say know, that uh... it doesn't
2: matter what the dudes look like. They they just throw the pictures out there. So, I don't think it matters for guys. Okay. I think that uh, I thought you're going to do a rock.
0: It doesn't matter what you look like. <laughs> I thought
2: you were going to go in. And... <laughs> <It> doesn't <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But That's it is true. apparently an but... important thing. I didn't know about it till my niece was born. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm yeah. I think as well. You probably really Probably this is the last thing you're thinking about, isn't it? After this whole, you know, the labor and the whole experience that's happening, I think it's like, you know, okay, there's, you know, five five people in the room. I'm not going to feel insecure right now because (laughs) we've just been through whatever, you know, put it off. Give me that child. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. Um,
2: Just remember if you get insecure in that moment, what your wife just went through, like
1: in front of all of
2: those people. And then you go... All right, I could take my shirt off in this moment for my, my child.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And what I might do is shave my body hair. <laughs> and so there's a little soul patch in the middle. And then a little, I could probably, you know, maybe somehow like the Karen's Cafe logo in my chest hair, May it's probably not thick enough. Or, or
2: it just says Chad. <laughs> just put the numbers, put 23.
3: <laughs> yeah, or three. Depends yeah. what we, what, depends what we... Depends where we're going
1: with that. Yeah. It's just so, taking a dark turn. It always does. Yep.
3: So, uh, okay, so that's Brooke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's 45 minutes of Brooke. We've got two minutes to discuss the rest. <laughs> Who should we
3: move on to? Who, Dom, go on, you choose.
0: Okay, let's move on to Peyton. Peyton. Because we covered quite a bit of her, so we can, we can probably finish Peyton fairly quickly. Easily,
3: I guess the only the bits that we haven't talked about with Peyton is she has interactions with Hayley mm-hmm. at the cafe and she has that interaction with Karen, um, and interaction with Nathan, yeah, which is very important. Uh, so I think it's them three that we really need to discuss. So, where shall we go first, Karen, Hayley, or who's the
0: other one,
2: Nathan? Nathan.
0: Yeah, so it kind of starts off with the Karen, um, with the Hayley bit. Because she finds out and tells Haley, So uh, she go- keeps going back to Haley, doesn't she? So their bond is obviously getting stronger, which is good to see. Because uh, I kind of predicted, half predicted that they would be friends. Yeah. But they would find it difficult to, to blend into the same world. Because Peyton is a cheerleader and popular and so on and so forth. And Haley isn't seen the same way. Um, even though Hayley is sort of like 400 times nicer and friendlier and you know secure, secure and herself. amenable and just gets on with everyone um but that's high school i suppose um so it's quite nice that that bond has continued to develop and they've become better friends and they can kind of rely on each other for advice as well um and this is Peyton going to Haley saying this has happened you need to come and see him and Haley's like you just leave me alone back off I, I need some space um and then when she keeps going back to Haley, it's kind of those pieces of advice and you, you know this is your best friend and this is someone i deeply care about and you know about our situation and i want you to to help me through it and Haley is kind of resistant at first and then turns around and says yeah actually i understand i get it i'm not mad at you i was mad at him mm. Thoughts?
3: yeah that yeah just again to show why Haley is potentially the MVP female character of season one so far, in my opinion. And on this watch, I like her more and more and more than I ever have before. That rhymed. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think I thought it was quite mature of Hayley, actually. That was like, well, actually, in the grand scheme of things, this isn't that important right now. What's important to people is his health um, and. He she was like upset with Lucas because she thinks of him as better than that. I think. I mean, what what did you think, Lex?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that. Um, more of the relating to Haley thing. I think when you're when you're a person who like you you, you said knows who she is, like knows her morality, everything like that. Sometimes, and I have difficulty with this. I project my morality on other people, and you have to kind of stop and st- step back and go, I can't quite do that. I have to read the room and, and figure out how to navigate this. But when I was 17, there was no in-between with it. Like I that rhymed too. Uh, there You know, there was no middle ground. It was this is right, this is wrong. And when you get older, you have to learn, okay, this is what I believe is right and wrong. And yes, there are fundamentals, but like I – can't control what the other person is doing I also like they have to make their own mistakes they have to do x y and z so I think that Haley's just in an awkward position of like she's trying to learn to to hold her ground while also learning that she can't control this what's happening here all she can do is love the people in her life and try to encourage them to be the best versions of themselves. And I think that that's why sometimes we forget, like you were saying, that Haley's the MVP, possibly. I think that we forget because she's steady. Like, I, you don't necessarily think of her all the time when you're watching the show. Because she's just there in the background being Haley, you know? She's constant. Um, whereas, like, Brooke's more energetic and Peyton's, uh, Peyton? Uh, you know... That That's kind of how I view Haley. where I'm like, she's kind of the, the heart of the show.
3: It's really good stuff. <laughs> I was just listening like I wasn't part of the conversation. I do it sometimes. I'm like, this is great. I'm loving this podcast. I'm going to five star this. Uh, yeah, I think, do you know what's funny is I was having this conversation with my wife earlier today um, about kind of in the same realms of what you were just discussing about how if there's someone that's like wronged you let's say let's just this is a mm-hmm. very loose example yeah. here um, there's this thing of okay they've wronged me I can reconcile that within myself because I can't control their actions right. I can only control mine so if I make it okay with me and understand it myself understand how I feel I can let go of that and it can be done right now, with that other person, they have to deal with their own actions and how they reconcile with themselves. Now, the tricky part is, is what if someone wrongs you or does something where you know, some sort of douchebaggery stuff and uh, they don't even recognize it in their minds as bad behavior. So they're not reconciling anything mm-hmm. because to them, they didn't do anything wrong. Now, that is difficult sometimes because you have to think, Well, karma will come around and the universe will deal with it. It's going to be okay, you know, but actually the, the, what it just doesn't matter because like you said, Lex, that if someone is like that and negative and whatever, whatever, then you can just choose to not have them in your life or in your
2: atmosphere. I've been in that situation, that exact situation where, you know, someone has wronged you or done something to you in that way and they do not recognize it. And all you can do is be like, (laughs) and this I have in this situation where I've gone, you need therapy. Bye. And then I've just, I've, I've said that. And I'm, I'm very, even when I'm fighting with people, I'm, I'm very, I'm usually very nice, but, uh, there reaches a point where I'm like, you don't, you're not looking at the consequences of your actions. You're not thinking this through. And I get kind of in the mom mode of like, you need to think this through and I can't be around you anymore or I just straight up block them, whatever whatever the situation calls for. But yeah, one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn, and I continue to have to learn, is that I can't control the actions and morality of other people. I struggle with that, yeah. so I definitely identify with Haley because I have that that strong... I, I always joke that it's the the Superman Boy Scout mentality where I'm like, this is right, this is wrong, this is how we do things, like you know, you never cheat, you never lie, you never, you know, all of those things. I'm like, yeah, okay. But like, you have to understand that even though it's black and white for you, for some people, that's gray. And all you can kind of do is try to pull them a little bit more into the light and make them understand. And then you just have to let them make their own damn mistakes. I'm going to struggle when I have kids (laughs) because I know that kids are going to have to go through what they go through. But, uh, I think it's, I'm, Hopefully I will find um, a partner uh, and she will be a little bit better at those things and telling me to be like, you know, okay, you got to chill. <laughs> like chill out. Cause that's something I you sure
3: about. I'm sure you'll surprise yourself and you will, you sound like you have a greater understanding than you're giving yourself credit for in terms of yeah. how you, I'm sure you would be aware and balance that stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, I so.
3: But I guess, uh, I read somewhere or saw somewhere that you treat negativity with distance. And I think that's a really oh, important yeah. one where it's like, uh, if, if you, if, if you're in that situation and that person isn't, a, isn't reconciling or recognizing, then you have to make the decision of, well, can I look out look over that? Or can mm-hmm. I forgive that and, yes. and that not be an issue and we can move forward? Or actually, is that trait actually a trait within you that I don't, I don't, That's not that's not me. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm about. So then we just have to have distance. It doesn't mean that we've got dramas, but it just means that I think your friends are a representation of you, like because you you choose them, you know. So they're a proxy of you. And it's like, well, if you don't represent the same values that I have, and we can have different values, Mm -hmm. but if we can't get along on you know a sort of core level, then you know it's all good. I wish you the best with your life, but you know. I'm good.
2: Yeah. You're I've bad. only ever had like one person where I'm like, you can kind of fuck off and die in a fire kind of thing. I'm like, uh, like oh. you're, you're, you're more, <laughs> your morality is so, so messed up that I can't deal with you. Most of the time I'm like, I wish you well. Like, I just can't be associated with you kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that one thing I do really like about the Brooke, Peyton, Lucas dynamic is that there is guilt shown. There is morality shown within them they did they, they they recognize that it's a bad thing that they have done to a person that they both really care about um mm-hmm. and i think if they didn't have that i could i probably wouldn't have even been able to watch the show like i wouldn't have been able to keep watching the show because i it just it would bother me too much
3: yeah, it allows it to be three dimensional. And and I guess, in the examples that we're saying, a lot of the times these little things happen, they'd happen to people that you're not like super close friends with. So it's like people that you might work with, or, mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's not like people in your immediate circle. So it's like, well, it's not actually a big deal, because we're not really super tight anyway. Right. So it's just You know, but now I know to not allow you to be even closer or in that circle. Mm -hmm. But the difference with like the Brooke Haley Payton stuff is they are now in their immediate circles. So it's like it is a bit deeper and and if you were deciding to exile someone, it's a much bigger decision. So I think it's like they're able I think Haley's been able to see that, well, I still want to be friends with you all Mm -hmm. and I want you know, but and it's not something I agree with, but I've voiced that and now that's yours to deal with. Um Mm don what do you what do you make of this
0: no i I completely agree with both of you it's it's from a morality point of view it's it's really important to bring up and it's good that this show um and this episode in particular is showing that um that we've been put into a situation where someone has had an accident that a lot of people care about and a lot of different things have happened to that person and and within their relationships that is now impacting on everyone and is setting off this kind of cascade of um issues for people uh and where morality is really having to kick in because at any point peyton could have actually turned around and said we've been doing this and i need to tell you now because this has happened and i would feel super guilty if anything more happens to him that i'm holding and uh, i've got this secret and it, it's not nice that we were running around kind of behind your back, yeah. even though um, we didn't intend that to happen. It's just because we've always had these deep feelings and so on and so forth. That doesn't happen. So although there is the guilt feeling there, she still doesn't take that leap. And she even says to Hayley, um, Peyton, I mean, uh, we were going to tell her tonight. Yeah. And that's where Haley's like, is that good enough? I'm not sure that's good enough. This, this conversation should have already happened. So my thoughts on Haley, I think we're kind of covering everyone together, like mm-hmm. for, yeah. for the youngsters. So if we I think we could do Peyton, Haley and, and touch on Nathan all together. So mm-hmm. I think I quite like that. Let's carry that sort of flow going. I think Hayley is the moral compass of everything. Mm-hmm. Um it's definitely so far and definitely with them. But she's got her own underlying guilt in the the previous conversation she she'd had with lucas in that next time you see me don't talk to me Mm. and then the next time she sees it's after this big accident so she feels really guilty for that but has absolutely no reason to feel guilty or or, you know the only thing she should really feel is concern but from a, a loyalty to friends kind of view although she doesn't get on with brooke she knows and is kind of in that position of if you don't tell her i will and I think she's the sort of person that would and say, actually, this is happening. And this person needs to know because you are going to start breaking hearts and hurting people and, and yeah. setting people down a path of hurt that they don't want to be on and that they didn't ask to be on. So you've got to sort it out.
3: You are dropping flames.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm s- so damn proud of you. <laughs> I like not proud as in I know that you can deliver analysis like that because you're a pro at this, but I love it when you get passionate about One Tree Hill and I see it in your face. And I knew this would happen all the way along.
2: You're just sitting but there yes. like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell him on that soul patch. It's gonna happen. Oh, I'm gonna sell him on it. <laughs> yeah. Just give it more time. When you come back on with
0: us, all of this will be gone. We'll just do that.
2: <laughs> just I'd be like, in escape, the wind. escape, get out. Yeah. <laughs> control delete <laughs> uh, that was
3: that was really good analysis yes yeah. yeah that was great again i was lost in it i was like this Thanks. podcast is amazing <laughs> 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 i love listening uh, yeah, to this really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i i fully agree i i have nothing to add lex thoughts comments
2: i have nothing to add as well i'm yeah it's i agree
0: well, one thing I will say is that Haley and Peyton on the rooftop, when they're like miniature golf course mm-hmm. that they made is, oh, yeah. and they're talking about Lucas, Haley says to Peyton, um, I know what it's like to need Lucas in your life. I just want to tell him that I love him and I'm sorry. And that to me was a glimpse of, I've always loved him. Mm-hmm. I should be... Brooks slash peyton he get should, the fuck away
3: from my man
0: Bitch, yeah, bitches move <laughs> he should be paying attention to me ah! yeah. uh, that's but, my soul patch <laughs> but this is where peyton turns around and says i just want to tell him i'm in love with him my god so big moment Haley kind of has to accept that and hear that and from me with my theory of she's always been in love with him hearing that she feels like she's just said that mm. but hasn't said I'm in love with him Said I love him because they've known each other so long and they're at a point of comfort and actually it would just be a great pairing because they're already they're already like best friend I would consider my girlfriend my best friend and yep. I have that closest I know that you would consider your wife your best friend um because I know know their relationship and I know you know the way he thinks uh, and, and
3: my dog Luna and your dog mm. Luna
0: of course Luna's in there as well um, when I get a dog I'm sure we'll be best mates too um, <laughs> uh, and that's just kind of how I think Haley is feeling and thinking about the mm. whole situation is I have to watch my one true love with these other people and watch his morality fade as he goes mm. into that world of popularity and what i would always, mm. always said about him moving up the hierarchical society of you know high school basketball and being a jock is that the right yeah word? That's yeah right, you know first of and, all it's one um, one
2: tree love just just wanted to oh, <laughs> i, I, I,
0: I, I <laughs> get, i'm getting the terms i'm learning the no terms, so but...
2: so you think that that's the so is that your prediction for Haley? like that she's so so you don't think that Haley is aware that she's in love with lucas right now she's processing I, that she's
0: yeah i think i think that's probably the best way to see it is that mm-hmm. it's 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 in there it's like the back of her mm-hmm. mind is that she's she loves him and she she's like i love him because i've known him for so long We're, right. we've always been best friends but i think it's more than that and it and that will develop later on
1: mm-hmm. yeah
3: yeah
2: if anything <laughs> Sorry, if anything I'd... would would trigger that to come into the front of your mind it would be something like this where you go i could lose this person you know um, yeah I can see that.
0: The only bit that upsets me when he when she when Haley goes to see him when he's awake eventually, is that um, he goes, "Hey, buddy," mm. which means that he is not in that place at all. Mm.
3: But it's kind of like friends, isn't it? In like you know, they're well, you know when Joey wants what Monica and Chandler have mm-hmm. because they were friends first, and then but you know he's aware of it, and then they do the awkward joey and rachel thing which mm. never should have happened no. can we all agree yeah. it never worked that it gross. Have <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh yeah i can i can see where yeah. you're going with this um it's yeah. yeah yeah and that he's just not aware of it and mm. but they would work really well the problem would be they would be too happy
0: Okay, be like nothing being the brood. There'd be, be nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: so I haven't I'm not I mean, completely
2: once... caught up on the podcast. Are you a fan of the Nathan Haley dynamic that's going on then?
0: I I actually am, yeah. Know, I really like the, the fact that Nathan has changed so yes. much. He's such a different person, which he even talks about in this episode. Yes. Um and he says, um you know, the reason I am the way I am now and I've changed so much is because of you, mm-hmm. meaning Haley, obviously. And uh, I've actually I prefer them as a couple over uh, like Lucas and the rest of them. Yeah. Even though I like I like Brooke and and all of that, I I still see um, Nathan and Haley as a, as a really fun, interesting couple. Yeah. That have obviously had this really diff- difficult moment over this episode and the mm-hmm. last one, and it, this is all kind of rounding off to Haley's understanding that Lucas has been right all all along, and that he was only. Uh, Nathan was only trying to get with Haley to, to piss him off and that's come to light and that's so heartbreaking but he kind of figures it out in the end doesn't he and realises that um, he's an idiot and we'll, this is one thing we talk about fairly often is that we understand that men and boys are stupid and we do stupid things and we say stupid things we still do and we still are yes we are, we will continue to be stupid so I suppose that's the only mature thing about us is that we recognise that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but Nathan is still stupid and um, but his heart's in the right place now. It is now um, it obviously wasn't but it is now and that's that's what I really like about mm-hmm. it is that he's he's kind of looking at his family dynamic going this doesn't work and I've been a mm-hmm. dick for so long and I look at my grandfather who we met a couple of episodes ago and I don't want to be that I want to be what she makes me, which is a much nicer person, a much more caring person. And it's just a, a nicer feel.
2: Yeah, I really like Nathan in this episode as well.
3: It's uh, Nathan. Firstly, shout out to the red all in one, uh, you know, track pants. They're
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, like They ballers. Yeah. Ballers. <laughs> yeah. We have a we have
3: a couple questions uh from Instagram from listeners uh that we'll cover at the end. Mm-hmm. But someone just put in hashtag baller <laughs> <before> this episode.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which is great. great. Yeah. Uh, Nathan has uh, a really great trajectory in this episode. So I guess at the beginning they have that conversation. It's the continuation from the last episode of what you just said, Dom. Of uh, Nathan a- admitting this to Haley, but Haley, you know, not being comfortable with the fact that it started as a way to try and get at Lucas. Nathan's being like, "Well, it's not. It's not like that. It's not about that." When uh, Peyton and Nathan uh, interact on Nathan's driveway. And he's explaining, well, it's not been about anything like that for a long time with Haley. I was actually thinking this is the first time we've seen Nathan and um Peyton together in a scene, mm-hmm. just one on one pretty much since like the first couple of episodes um and it was quite nice to see, it, and it wasn't like awkward or anything, and it kind of showed how far both of their characters have come uh so far this season,
2: yeah, like they're developing a friendship as opposed to the toxic relationship that they had before
3: yeah exactly exactly what did you think of uh nathan in this episode lex uh
2: i really i liked nathan in this episode i thought that he handled things really well um especially considering (laughs) where he starts in this season uh as to where he is now um i mean I I have a hard time not viewing the scene between him and Lucas as being the best scene of this episode uh, because mm. it's just so powerful and different. And it's, you know, we've never seen this dynamic between them before where you're like, oh, wow. Okay, there's, there's a connection growing here.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's so important. I mean, even the bit at the end where, Lucas starts to wake up, and he sort of his hand touches Nathan's hand. It's like, oh, there's this connection. Have they ever touched hands? I don't know. <laughs> I,
2: I loved that choice. That it wasn't Peyton, which is the most obvious choice. It wasn't Karen. It wasn't Brooke. It was Nathan. I think mm. that the the two most obvious choices of when he starts to wake up would be Haley or Peyton and Mm. the fact that they they said no it's going to be nathan was was really beautiful and it's that reminder of like we're talking about they're kind of rebooting the show almost like oh yeah don't forget this is a show about two brothers and how they're you know crashing into each other's world
3: yeah yeah it was a great moment and i love the whole point of it of being that Nathan's going because he knows that Haley can't. Yes. And it's, again, further evidence to why Nayli is MVP couple at this (laughs) point. Um, Agreed. And I love it. It's great. Um, Okay.
0: I'd I'd sent just while I was watching the episode, I sent Simon two little videos um, of the episode. And I said, oh, this is Nathan entering Lucas's um, hospital room. Uh, and my my prediction for what is about to happen is that Lucas will open his eyes mm-hmm. and the first person he sees is Nathan. And then literally two minutes later, he's like, and there it is, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> happened. I yeah.
3: will put those. I I'm put gonna them put them on Instagram. Send yeah, I can't put them yet though because we're like, we're we've been recording in quick succession yes. because uh, so that I can uh, have like we're a, gonna have a like a month. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have like a month break yeah. while uh, when the baby comes, mm-hmm. so that but we want to be able to keep putting the episodes out yeah. so it's still happening. But we're actually like, I think, four episodes ahead. Yeah, because you,
2: you three or four, like nine today or something. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I saw ten, it. Ten, ten today, yeah.
3: yeah so, this, uh, so we're like four episodes ahead at the moment. Um, so, I, so I can't put it out because I don't know if we do, but there might be some people listening that this is their first run through mm-hmm. of One Tree Hill as well. Uh, it's possible that there's people out there like Dom that haven't seen, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't want to, but they might follow our Instagram, so yeah. I don't want to put things out ahead of time. But when it comes down to it, I'll definitely. I already saved into my camera roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "That's fodder for the Instagram." Yeah. <laughs> um, so beautiful. Speaking speaking of that, just as a quick side tangent, Lex, you uh, you commented and had some. We had some conversations on Instagram about uh the the other actress that potentially was Haley. oh yeah before Bethany Joy Lenz um what did you what did you think of that not
2: good it was it it, it wasn't good it's nothing against the actress but there was no chemistry there I just didn't get it like I was like "Mm -mm, no no I don't think so this isn't working for me (laughs)
3: That clip actually is like got almost three thousand views. Like people, uh, I've never seen I don't it. Know if maybe it's
2: so. I think yeah, you I think... you might have been the first person to put that out there, at least on Instagram.
3: If uh, if you're listening and you haven't seen it, it's on our Instagram page. There's a couple clips. There, it's all from the pilot. And there's that. There's another clip on there as well of where the birds sort of surprise her. Um, her name is. Regan yeah. uh, not yeah. Haley, which is interesting that they didn't eat the character had a different name um, yeah. like you know often you get different actors but usually the character name is the same but yeah um, okay so shall we move forward to who is that kind of all of our young people oh oh we haven't spoken about Jake Jake mm. had a little interaction at the river court he comes down Mouth's recording a little message with uh, the other River Court guys. Jake comes down, Mr. Goody-goody. I've said this before. I really like Jake, uh, but he's such a goody-goody. It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm the perfect guy. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yeah, we get it, Jake. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm Jesus. I'm joking. He's fine. But, uh uh Lex what did you make of Jake's uh, time at the river court
2: he's fine i think that i mean it's difficult to to judge jake at this point because he's barely in, like he just like you say he just kind of comes in and is like hey what's up like and then he's out you know so it's kind of difficult to to like rank him amongst the characters for me
3: well, Don, what did you make of Jake? And he has his little, he has a little moment with Peyton there on the court while everyone's sort of drawing messages out. Even, even Tim was there.
0: Yeah, Tim has made it. And that's when Brooke makes the, oh, it's not Brooke, is it? It's Hayley mentions Nathan not being there. Yes. And she brings that up and says, oh, you know, I'm not surprised Nathan's not here. Um, And they all had a little joke that they didn't think Tim knew how to spell. Alright yeah. so that that was quite amusing but um Jake's it, like introduction to the Rivercourt crew little gang I'm not sure whether that's his in so he's like part of their I would predicted ages ago that there would be a crossover of the basketball team and the Rivercourt guys and playing on the Rivercourt and that happened um like you had said where um there's loads of episodes or moments where it feels like it's going to be cancelled and mm-hmm. this was one of those episodes it kind of felt like this is the finale and it's over and mm-hmm. um, that had happened and I think now this is Jake's entrance into their little mm. um, world as well because Jake doesn't really follow the social dimensions that you would expect the rest of the like the basketball players do and the basketball team do. He does his own thing and he's got his... Um, major commitment of his six-month-old baby, um, okay. so he's not falling into these traps.
2: I couldn't remember um, if that had been revealed yet, so I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> you can relax." <laughs> I was like, um, "So, do what do we know about Jenkins? Uh So yeah, yeah like his—he he's kind of like he's more mature than everyone else because he's he's a dad. He's got to be. So it's it's on a mm. different different level there but i was like i keep about that <laughs> jake's done about
3: jake's it. done a bit of skin to skin
0: yeah more than <laughs> likely yeah with a guitar yeah yeah
3: <laughs> can i just say quickly so that baby that's in one tree hill that that the baby the actor the baby actor was on a podcast a couple weeks ago because it came up on instagram feed talking about her time on one tree hill <laughs> I wish you wouldn't remember but- um, sure. I I okay. followed her to think. Okay, we could reach out for an interview, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> How,
0: I was not
1: playing with but those keys? I, yeah, never mind. I don't, no, no
3: judgment. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's a
2: little well, weird.
3: But be careful with your words, Lex, because we may invite her on and invite you on without letting. Yeah. you Yeah, know what was like, it like to, it to be an now, infant
2: Lex. infant on One Tree Hill? <laughs> How was that? That must have been weird. <laughs>
0: Zero knowledge. You were there. <laughs> yeah. I I thought the moment with the Rivercourt light like, was was fine, and Jake's involvement with that was fine. Um, probably necessary, but I think I could have done without it as well. Mm. I sort of think, yeah, it it is what it is. But it, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding a bit uh, like off key, but. Uh, it was kind of small town mentality and that everyone gets together they're holding their own vigil for their friend mm. and that's you know crowning all over the um the river core basically <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh doing these uh, chalk, chalk pictures and messages of uh love and stuff like that to and hoping that he pulls around and comes out of his uh little coma yeah so that was nice i think i could probably have i could have done without that to be honest they could have been like uh in the next episode look oh look what everyone did for you we didn't have to necessarily see it but that's just my opinion yeah. thoughts anyone else <laughs> yes. I, think that it,
2: <laughs> I actually <laughs> i think that they mainly had this scene for the the three for that for that image to show yeah this is how peyton is showing her love for him I, I feel like that's the whole reason the scene is there. <laughs> Filler
0: is what I call it. I, I talk about this a lot. There's about five or six scenes across the whole episode that are just there as a device to get to some other point. Yeah, and that yeah. really annoyed me. It really wound me out. And it's the first episode that had done it as well. Um, so I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, get what you're saying, because um, it, it does feel like that.
2: Yeah, I think that's the struggle with television. Sometimes is that it's the like we have to get to this point, but we want to include these characters and and you know it's a challenge when you're writing when you get to those types of scenes too.
3: Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. It could have been, it Dominic, it could have been, uh yeah, it it wasn't necessary. But I actually think they. Some of it was purposeful to leave uh, a slight hint of maybe uh, Peyton's gotten an, got an in with Jake also. They kept, they, that was purposely put together that, hey, there's still there's something here as well. Um,
2: were they trying to imply yeah. that make you think that Nathan doesn't care as well? Like, were they trying to make you think like, oh, maybe Nathan is going back to his old ways. What, I can't remember the order of the scenes.
3: Yeah, may I think so. I don't think we don't really know what's happening uh, right. with Nathan at this point. Um, but and it might have been yeah done like that as misdirection, mm-hmm. that, right? And then, but actually, Nathan was you know a good guy and doing good. Yeah, things. he wasn't there because he um, was going to the hospital. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> as we're talking about, as we've already spoken about the moment where uh, Lucas wakes up. Chad Michael Murray does a good job of uh, some croaky voice acting, <laughs> I think. Water. water.
0: <laughs>
3: and then Nathan gets him the war in the water and he almost like hesitates to, am I going to pour it for you? Like, you know, as in, mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of, uh, you know, not what you do for, in a normal situation. But he has just been in a coma. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but then he goes to get um, Karen. And he's like, oh, I think Lucas wants to talk to you. And it was a really nice moment. And then he also, like Brooke, knows to just step out now. Like yeah. this isn't my my time. Um I thought I forget how quickly Nathan develops as a character and yeah. actually he's way more wise and mature than a lot of people give him credit for and thoughtful, I think. Yeah. Good moments for Nathan.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think what this was a big think? big episode for Nathan. Probably him yeah. and Haley their biggest episodes um i mean i love nathan in this episode so i think that he handled things the best way that he could especially with that like the fighting with Haley, where he's kind of like okay i was a dick but like the more important thing right now is that your friend your best friend is in a really bad situation
3: yeah and then they have that moment at the end where uh, Nathan goes to the cafe to tell Haley that Lucas is awake. I know I was there, and he explains that I went there because I know I know that you couldn't, and I wanted him to know that you were thinking uh, of him, and uh, that's just so nice. God, that, that's such a great that moment. is
2: what a what a moment of like a testament of love and sh- showing people uh, that you care about them is to do gestures like that. I thought it was great.
3: So you may know or may not know Lex, but our listeners know that Dom doesn't have a soul. And, <laughs> and he, d- he doesn't cry at things, anything, mm. not at all. You can't get him to cry. Guess what, Dom? I cried in this episode. Of okay? course, it happened.
2: I cried too. <laughs> yes. <'cause laughs> was, it, have, was it? Was it my sunshine? <laughs> was it my sunshine? Was it that? Because for me, it was. It, it was when Karen no, was, was singing that. to him. And and I was like, it was so it was it was just like this mother singing to her son. And it just it got me.
0: Funny enough, with that, the crying thing, I need to start writing these down because I always have in my head. Simon would have cried at that. <laughs> and I need to start writing these down to to make this yeah. a new prediction game for me is where did Simon cry on the episode? Because. I thought Simon would have cried when Lucas woke up and sang it back. Mm-hmm. That I was thinking yeah. I bet he's fucking crying. I bet he's fucking he uh, <laughs> that's, that's he's that crying right now.
1: What part did you say? let's let Crying right now. I'm
3: about to. Let's <laughs> that, let's let's tell the world. Um it was it was the moment with that moment where Nathan uh, yeah. told Haley that he went there, and it was also because the Cheryl Crow song hit in, oh, which
2: I love. It's one of my favorite, favorite Cheryl Crow songs. So
3: good. Well, Lex, I I heard it. I had to Google it, and I downloaded it immediately into my mm-hmm. Apple Music, and you know it's proudly in my recently added playlist. So... <laughs> have you
2: have you never really gotten into Cheryl Crow? Listen to Cheryl Crow music.
3: This is my first time. Oh. So is my first.
2: I love she's one of my favorite musicians. So I'm definitely like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, it's great." Cool.
3: <laughs> that song was really good. Dom, yeah. did you like that song? Do you like Dom's really good with music. Mm. He he knows a lot.
2: I'm all
0: right with music. Come on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a good mo- a great moment to put it in. A fantastic use of uh, of music in this episode. And I um, mean they've done it throughout the yeah. other episodes I've seen as well and put the right tone in the right places and, and they really did it well with this with this song. I actually don't know I can't remember the name of the song. You remember isn't the title? It,
3: isn't it the same? Yeah. Isn't it uh It's I shall believe episode title. It, it, yeah yeah. Is that yeah? yeah okay. Yeah oh, it's the same. Yeah I shall believe Bam right there. <laughs>
1: there <she is.
0: laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> um yeah really good moment to put it in. Nathan is is clearly growing up and and taking it on Nathan's um interaction with his mum actually is really like quite narrow and very, very brief mm-hmm. in that he kinda goes, Well, you you know, you're a bit of a crap couple anyway yeah. to his mum sort of thing. And then and then leaves and that's it. And I've been saying for the last couple of episodes that I think that him and Deb need an episode together and that's not happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I kinda hope that still does happen, but I'm I'm of the opinion that it never will now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I kind of think that's not going to happen because um, Dan is now just going to f- fight for everything to with their whole divorce situation coming up, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah. um, I think Nathan is just kind of staying away from them and staying mm. out of it. And I thought that Deb would need an episode to reconnect with him, um, and I, I'm now of the opinion that that probably won't happen.
3: Mm, okay well we'll come we'll come on we'll come on to it (laughs) i'd say more and more on this watch i see that actually nathan's uh character journey and trajectory um at this point anyway is the most of any character i think like he's his arc and changing and uh it's uh it's really good it's inspiring Mm -hmm. it's an inspiring change and we've spoken about how this show has inspired and impacted in in my life and on on many people's lives, I'm sure, and I think that is a big impetus of it. And moments like this and that, um, Cheryl Crowe song, like the Pete Francis song that was in I can't remember what episode. You remember know, that I, I just, uh, episode eight because we had Emily on. Do you remember I was saying that that song is a moment that I remember as oh this is this is an inspiring moment that this song I remember as well having that same impact. So the music is very key. And this was uh, yeah, this is up there as in the top echelon.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, my, my, one of my few one tree Hill moments of like someone outside who has never watched the show was when I was a teenager, my grandfather was like babysitting for me. So I was watching one tree Hill that night when it aired and he, he just, he doesn't pay attention to TV. He, he just doesn't care. Like it's background unless he's into it or whatever. But he was like back playing on his computer, playing solitaire or something like that. And then he just stopped in the middle of it. And he goes, this show has really pretty music. And that was it. And that was it. That was all he ever said about it. He just said, the show has really pretty music. And then that's it. I was, I'm, I'm, he went back to playing his game. Never spoke about it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Nice story as well.
3: Well, should we move on to the the adults?
0: I just have one more thing to say about the, the youngsters is that Brooke, um, when she's talking to Karen, sort of really opens up and says that all she ever wants is um, kind of the best for Lucas and to have a happy life with him and be, you know, just be happy and comfortable. And there is one line where she says, "All I want to see is Lucas smiling again." Mm. I mean, all we want to see is Lucas smile at all, really. Just <laughs> any sort of emotion would be great. That, would, you know, that that was my only thought on that. So. <laughs>
3: Dom has this whole thing that Chad Michael Murray never opens his eyes, <laughs> and like he's, in general, in
2: yeah, yeah, he's squinty boy. <laughs> he's so squinty. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but okay, so let's move on to the adults. Should we? Because Karen and Keith are kind of we can do together, and Deb. I guess Dan is the only one that's a little bit kind of separate. So should we mark off Dan, and then we can do the yeah. rest?
2: I had I'll a big that. question for you guys about the Karen. Part of this story Because um, we talked about The interactions that Karen has had with Other characters but In particular The the hospital bill situation Was that mm-hmm. completely Foreign to you guys For lack of a better word because yeah. Like that is I, I was watching and going this is a very American thing of like you cannot mm. Pay this hospital bill it's so much Money insurance is ridiculous was that something that you guys were like, "Oh, that's kind of weird" or whatever when you were watching it?
0: Strangely, I was going to ask the question when we're talking about the hospital bill. Are we talking like between three and five thousand dollars, or are we talking like twenty to thirty thousand dollars? I I had no idea uh, what sort of scale because we obviously we got National Health Service. So if we're hurt, injured, no, anything like that, no, you need to think more
2: this. like probably like thirty thousand plus. Like,
0: Oh fuck that no. let, him, let him die <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'll, no, no. I'll make a new one um, it, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, That first So you said like a couple grand or whatever That would just be like probably his Pills alone or whatever IV he has fuck to get yeah. alone he, It it, it will completely Bankrupt you It's one of the scariest part. Like right now in the midst of this pandemic um, I don't happen to have health insurance And I'm waiting for them to open up Health insurance so I, I'm in the meantime if I have to go to the hospital bankrupt basically
0: we will crowdfund for you <laughs> yeah. i appreciate it, we, but, I'm, but I'm, it I'm, is, that, that's not a joke I will I,
2: I know it's it's an insane <laughs> it's an insane system um yeah I would be shocked if the bill was below thirty thousand dollars um well, and
3: we're very luck we're very lucky because uh well it's through our taxes so everything is covered for us yeah Um, i mean we uh, pay taxes too but
2: they just do whatever the hell they want with it so (laughs) (laughs) but no the the big thing with um yeah i mean health insurance is crazy when karen says oh i thought that would always be enough like the deductible or whatever that they had would all like that's i thought that was more than we ever needed yeah there's plenty of people that have been in that situation um I know one thing that I know, and this is how terrible it is, is that you, I've literally had discussions where it's like, oh, you have to fight them on the bill. So like, you literally Mm. have to call the hospital and get on the phone with them and fight about what does this mean? What does this mean? You have to ask for like itemized. What does everything cost and mean? Uh, It's Uh, crazy.
0: If you're good enough, can you get bits knocked off?
2: Yes, like, can you say like, you I,
0: well, I didn't have that, or we didn't get enough of that. Yeah, you... I didn't think the service was good enough. To take that it's shit off. Not, it's not about like the service part. You just <laughs> you
2: question them enough, and sometimes they'll work down the bill, which is like, it, Jesus it's just Christ. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, so many people in this country they they pursue certain jobs just for health insurance alone. You know. Mm. Okay,
0: plan Plan B, not. I don't want to tempt fate or anything, but if you need to go to hospital, we'll get you a flight. Yes. I think that would be
2: cheaper at this point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we
0: we probably won't even have to crowdfund. I'll just sod it. I'll buy you a flight. You come over uh and we'll sort
1: you out
3: (laughs) but 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 the one caveat is you have to bring us a navy bracelet
1: okay yes for
2: (laughs) For my life i i really i really liked that they handled this on the show because and she was like oh it's real expensive these days and i'm like oh and this was almost 20 years ago so i bet it's like double what whatever it was then um so maybe at the time it was like 15 grand or what i don't know but like it's it it destroys people it really does and i liked that they showed because they've shown like they've shown the financial hardships that they deal with and i also like that they they didn't go oh she doesn't have insurance or he doesn't have insurance they said this is with insurance like
1: Mm,
2: that's how messed up this system is
3: i yeah totally and It's crazy. I mean, we do know about the, generally about the sort of American healthcare Mm -hmm. systems just from, you know, pretty much all of the TV shows and movies that we watch (laughs) are, you know, Hollywood and American. Um, But it's, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I think that Karen's whole stance and how she dealt with everything in this episode uh, was pretty outstanding and yeah. amazing considering what's happened and her, the situation her son's in i mean she does break down at the end of the episode when she gets yeah. home and the flower you know finally it's like there's not all these eyes on me i you know he's awake i can kind of breathe again
2: and, i have very she, much related to that i've been that it was position. a really
3: good moment well horrible moment but good right. moment and showing that the flowers had sort of died yeah. uh, or been you know di- it was Uh, because that would have been what's happened having the welcome home sign that they'd like handmade it was filmed really well acted really well um yeah i thought it was really good i mean it's this this episode is actually difficult for me to to watch and maybe that kind of affects some of the way that i view it because i was actually in a really serious car accident Mm -hmm. when i was that same sort of age, like seventeen. Yeah. Um. And it was actually my fault. Um. I'm very lucky that, uh, everyone survived and recovered, etc. Uh. But I've been in that situation and been hospitalised and seen people hospitalised like worse than I was and seen the effect that it has on people, and it's devastating. Yeah. Like devastating. Um. Like what I put my my mum through. It's heartbreaking. Like, it's hard to even think about. Uh, And, uh, yeah, obviously this is fictionalized and I'm talking about real life. But uh, the way that Karen uh, held herself and her demeanor and, Mm -hmm. I mean, even when she found out about Keith, uh, which we'll get into, she still, she didn't, like, fly off the handle. That's a very British thing to say, I think. (laughs) She didn't go crazy, you know. She still was very much, like, get out. We'll deal with this later, kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. I just covered a lot of different things. Thoughts?
2: I can understand why this episode would be difficult to watch. Um, if you've had, if you've gone through that, uh, you know, family members being in accidents, you yourself being in an accident. Yeah, I just, um, I admired how she handled it as well. She was. Insanely brave throughout this episode, for lack of a better word. Um, but I I when she was like breaking down, I I I'm sure you guys have had this as well. We've all had that moment where you're like, I have to keep it together, I have to keep it together. And then all of a sudden it just you you it snaps. You can't you can't keep it together anymore. And that was it was really difficult to watch, but she played it really well.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, you, she's got to be the strong person in the room and yeah. she has to control everything. And even like the the talk about insurance, I, I can only ever sympathize um, with everyone who has to live with that and put up with that. And, and you said that it ruins people. Yeah. And um, when it comes up in the episode, it, I think it's handled really well, like you said, and, and is kind of a really good true reflection. And she says, okay, can I set up a payment plan? Yeah. Can we sort that out? And then the woman that is dealing with it is kind of quite accommodating and says, "Come and see me when stuff when you're free, and we'll go through it yeah. and we'll have it all sorted." Um, and then that's kind of the nice moment where we have um, it's on Keith's credit card, mm-hmm. so Keith is now paying an extortionate amount of money. For uh, I mean, for for him, it's going to look like uh, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. Uh, I hope that. Karen sees that as well, but I don't want it to look like uh, you're only doing that because you're guilty. Guilt, yeah. Yeah, sort of thing. And I'd said on the last episode that... She, my little prediction for the last. episode. Your was
3: prediction was a hundred percent on when you said it when you were saying it in the last episode. As having to be like, maybe that will happen. Into my mind, I was like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you
0: watching episodes ahead. I am really are not. You, I promise are you, you cheating me? I wouldn't want to ruin it for myself, let alone for you. It was a perfect um, prediction. But yeah. I said that Karen would find out that Keith had been drinking, and Keith will be just at the limit. Yep. He won't have. He won't have broken the law, but he'll be close, and it'll be enough. For Karen to say, you need to go away, and it will it will then split their journey of being together to being like massively apart, mm-hmm. and uh, that that she would then find herself going to Dan, yeah. and and that will re- reconnect in some little way with Dan, and it happened.
2: Mm-hmm. It all happened. That is, that is spot it. on. Um,
3: that part of the end where she goes to Dan and uh, I love that moment because it's also uh, with the the musics going on and and he's like he's saying look he needed medical help he needed a doctor I was just doing and she's just not interested and hugs him what a great Uh, moment Dan
2: Scott's a piece of shit but he deserved that hug he did (laughs) you know Like he he deserved it he did he did the right thing congrats Danny you did the right thing for once you know (laughs) Um, but
0: can we sound like that? Can we have that? <laughs> Congrats, Danny! You did the right. I, I love that. <laughs>
2: uh Yeah, you can just like replay it anytime he does a good thing. You won't. Ha- no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I, I and I really thought that Karen was. I understand Keith being like, I wasn't drunk. I was like, I was okay. And it's funny because I watched it as a kid, and I was like, you gotta forgive him. He's a good guy. He's this and that. And now I watch it as an adult, and I'm like. I'd be the same way. Get the fuck out! Like you were with my kid mm-hmm. in the car, and mm-hmm. you were drinking. You shouldn't have even had one drop, bud. Not in the car with my mm-hmm. kid. Leave. As yeah. a kid, I was like, yeah. he made a mistake, and, and this and that, and you know. Uh, I I mean, I'm sure eventually I would have come around to that mentality when Lucas is awake, <laughs> but not while he's in a coma in the other room.
3: Well, he was dead at one point. Yeah, we I, yeah. we ended our last episode with Lucas is dead.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's
3: over. Yeah, but uh, you know they did lose him mm-hmm. at one point. Mm. But uh, yeah, I mean the thing is, is he's made a mistake uh, again. Like we said, and we we have a what we call a high flyers segment mm-hmm. on our podcast where we talk about these things and we talk about some of our own personal situations and stories and things of where we've learned from things or overcome things or made mistakes or whatever and then you know we learn we grow and we hope that we're trying to use our platform as small as it is to share that with people Mm -hmm. and hopefully that can help people to overcome things in their own life or they can share stories with us so on and so forth and uh you know this is one for like keith is that he made a mistake but he he can learn from it and be forgiven, yeah. you know, but it just it also it takes time, yes you know, it's still painful absolutely. um, and he has to accept that, and he kind of has accepted that in this episode, but he also i think he feels like it's it's the end of the road, he's never gonna be able to get back and he has that interaction with Deb at the uh auto body shop, and she's say and he's saying that's it, I would have had everything that I wanted, it was just six weeks. mean what what did you guys make of that
1: i do
0: karen is the one that has said all along that um so much has changed in six weeks Mm -hmm. and for them their kind of lives have just continued and they've gone down um whatever path they were choosing at that time so for them it's just business as usual kind of thing um but for karen it is it's totally different and keith Having that trajectory of being so high and so excited to everything plummeting, and it, when he's holding the ring, I thought, "Well, wow, that's a really bold step well, first oh, to, to, <laughs> to assume that one that you could propose anyway, even if none of that had happened." I think that was really as a bit much. Mate. a Bit eager, yeah, Keith. Like, turn take it a, down.
3: Take a step back, Keith. Turn the volume down. Aww. Let's go on a couple dates first. Just.
0: A couple dates.
2: I should no doubt say known yes eventually. They've each forever. I get it. Like, I get where he's, <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to jump to the ending, you know? I get it.
0: Yes. He wants his happy ever after. Yeah, exactly. Now. But he, and to
3: use a car analogy for Keith, you should know you need to warm the engine up first, <laughs> you know? You can't just go straight into fifth gear, you know? I
2: mean, I have the question of, had Lucas not gone into that accident, would she have said yes to that? and and i go i think she would have at least been like i need a minute but i i would say maybe like oh. she's known him forever and now she's seeing him as a partner in this way he's always been a partner in her life he's always been there for her i i mean i have no reason to believe she wouldn't at least very seriously consider that and i guess worst case scenario maybe she would have been like all right, let's put that aside for a little while and then like come back to that in a few months or whatever. But you know, I get why once you think her it.
3: Italian, once her Italian hair's faded oh. back to normal hair, then she'll be like, I'll consider it. But why well, got my <laughs> Italian? Hair. I love the <laughs>
2: Italian hair, I love it. It's such a good look for her.
3: <laughs> well, uh, so we've kind of covered a lot of Karen in between. Um, Keith, we've sort of spoken about, um, Keith steps in, like you said, and he he pays for the uh, you know, for medical. Lucas's medical bills. Mm-hmm. Um, Whitey comes in, uh, has a he hugs Karen, that's a really sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And Whitey is supporting and riding for Keith and mm-hmm. saying, You know, Keith is a good guy, yeah. you know, he wouldn't have done anything to intentionally put lucas in harm's way and again it comes back to what we spoke about earlier that what would the what was the intent behind it did he mean to do it no he did he make a mistake yes but it wasn't malicious you know um and i thought it was a nice moment uh for whitey to sort of you know be supportive of everyone but also to stick up for keith
0: yeah well whitey has his moment of being uh, i have a another He's basically my favorite character in yeah. of all time. Understand um, And I've decided that he he knows everything. Whitey um, is kind of like that all-knowing character because he's been there for 30 plus years uh, and has watched these people grow up and has watched their kids grow up and he knows everything. People sort of come and tell him things and it just retains it all. And there's a really nice moment where he he's first talking to Karen and he says, um, how are you holding up? And she's like, yeah, I'm fine. And his line is, you've got a lot of talents, Karen, but lying isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. And and it's exactly what you were talking about earlier is that um, Karen is holding that tension, holding the room, being brave, being strong. And then when she gets home, it's, it all comes out mm-hmm. as, a, as a flood. And Whitey's is the, the only person that kind of alludes to going, yeah, I know that's bullshit, but okay, let's play that game. And then, yeah, he's totally Team Keith, isn't he? Like... Keith wouldn't ever do anything to harm him. He loves him more than any man could love a, 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 a son or a boy, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, cut him some slack a little bit. And you you got to see it from uh, Karen's angle as much as anything because this is her yeah. reason for being. This is her life. This is her son. This is, you know, and this guy... Has had an accident with him in the car. It was recul- reckless. He'd been drinking. All these things that are going through her head, and and but Whitey is there to kind of arm round her. I understand, but remember Keith's not a bad guy, and he's been there for you all this time. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's important nice. for the like the audience to to have that as well, to have that reminder. Yeah. Because I think Keith could easily look like the villain in this episode when you know Whitey comes in and goes remember he's not he's not he's like he's telling her but he's also telling us remember that he is a good man at heart but you know he made a mistake
0: great way of putting it really great way of putting it
3: and to quote dan from a few episodes ago we that's not rewrite history you know mm-hmm. he's made a mistake here but that's not forget the last you know however 17 years worth of support mm-hmm. or, or whatever else um Okay, uh, I think the last person we really need to speak about is is Deb. Um, and Dan. And Dan, yeah. Uh, so they Deb is being very supportive. She's still running the cafe. She's bringing uh, Karen good good quality coffee mm. and just trying to be a good friend, saying don't worry about the business. I've got that covered. Um, she's she is a potential MVP character in this episode as well. I mean, what did you guys make of Deb?
2: I like Deb. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know uh, what else team... to say about her. Like, you
0: know. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of team Deb quite mm-hmm. a lot. And um, I've gone down an, a number of theories. And when Karen was away, it was that Deb and Keith's relationship would get stronger. Mm. And that they might potentially be a thing if, if Deb decides to leave Dan. Mm. And I'm kind of hoping that we start to fall down that side of things now a little bit because I think Karen's going to keep her distance from Keith for a little bit but we'll then slowly introduce him back in and Lucas will probably come out of this and be totally fine with Keith and go I know it's a mistake don't worry you know love you lots see you later kind of thing <laughs> whereas Karen is going to take a lot longer to process this this is you know like I said her her reason for being and, and he nearly had that taken away so um I think depending on the whole Divorce situation Or potential divorce situation That Keith will start to lean Towards Deb a bit more That's kind of my prediction And, and see Each other a lot more and, and they might You know Find A little bit of romance Maybe between them mm. I don't, I'm not sure Not sure He consoles in her A lot Right mm. At the moment Right and, and tells her I really love Karen I really want to do this I really want to do that Um But now that's all gone He might then refocus his attentions Mm
3: -hmm. nice well put (laughs) Uh, I think that kind of wraps up our characters, I think. I mean, we spoke about Danny. Dan. He had his bit at the end. Um, he,
0: he had the bit with the lawyer. So the lawyer comes to look at the car. Oh, the yeah. And is like, oh, that car really suit you because it's like slick and, you know, this, that, yeah. and flashy and blah, blah. And she's like, well, I'm a lawyer. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: that was a great moment. That was good. That my, was
0: good. my, I'm going to ruin my favourite line. So when we get to the judgments, we do our kind of favourite line. I'm going to ruin mine now. But when Deb and Dan are in the kitchen at Karen's diner, and they're talking. And Dan, and they're talking about uh, mediation. And Deb says, you agreed to go to mediation. You said you would go. And he says, <laughs> we also agreed to death to us part. Um, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have any trouble backing out of that one. I knew. And I was like, oh, yeah. you bitch. You want from a bitchy moment. I mean, I that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. 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 I mean, Dan's, in my eyes, is seldom right. I I never agree with him. And like you said, he's a shitty guy. Yeah. Um, But he was right here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's funny that you said that because.
1: Mm-hmm. as much
0: as
3: you you have a little thing that goes off in your head when you think I'm crying I have a little thing that goes off in my head when I'm like oh Dom really liked that punch <laughs> yeah he really, he, really, he really liked it when that person just tore that <laughs> other person down I knew
0: you'd like that line
2: because I have no soul yeah. <laughs> Dan definitely gets some of the uh, the best lines like that in this show I think he just gets those like totally. juicy like ugh zingers yeah,
3: <laughs> well, do we have any other comments on any characters before we go into
0: our judgments? I just think Karen and, and Dan will have a bit more of a connection now. Okay, he's he's admitted that Lucas is his son. Mm-hmm. That's the first admittance, isn't it? Just trying to um, get him the help that he needs in the surgery. I was a bit disappointed. I kind of, as I was watching the episode, thought that maybe Dan would pay. Mm. Um, but it didn't happen. It turned out to be Keith, so that's fine. Uh, that would have worked. That yeah, would have yeah. been good. Yeah. Yeah. I that, really thought that would happen.
2: That would have kind um, of shamed Keith even further, right? Like it would have. Absolutely. You couldn't yeah. even provide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Or it could have connected to uh, a couple episodes ago. And what if, like, Royal paid, like, yeah. because Royal's been like checking in with Karen. What if he stepped in and mm-hmm. was like, you know? But yeah. So Either way, I,
0: I just think the bond between the brothers and the and the love interests will switch slightly. So the Karen and Dan will start to maybe communicate more. It doesn't necessarily mean that they'll be on top of each other, but I mean they'll they'll be a connection. And he is now admitted to the the wider world that his son is Lucas. You know, which he's not done before. Mm. He's not said at any point, yeah. he's his son or or, or come to that. Acceptance and this is the first time.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have any
3: anything to add, Lex, on our characters before we go into judgments?
0: No. I think we
3: covered it. Then I will say that if you are listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, any of the podcast platforms, then the next episode is already available, my friends, on Patreon. You can find out all about that by listening to this.
0: just became a raven
3: hello and welcome to the mighty 90s podcast network
0: our network is made up of two podcasts the
3: mighty 90s movie and tv podcast a look back at 90s movies we grew up with
0: and the ravens a one tree hill podcast covering each individual episode of the show All
3: of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms.
0: But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey,
3: then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we'd love to share with you.
0: All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The
3: first tier, Junior Varsity.
0: You'll receive one week early access on all of our podcast episodes, a patron shout out on the podcast, access to our monthly One Tree Hill bonus episode, Exclusive access to non-90s movies that we will cover and a 90s movie title of your choice on the
2: wheel.
3: Your movie title choice will be put on this wheel and at the end of each Mighty 90s episode we will spin the wheel and that will decide what movie we will cover next. The second tier, Varsity.
0: All of the perks from Junior Varsity and you get to add a non-90s movie from any year to the wheel and the final tier hall of fame if there is anyone out there that loves our work this much that we want to speak with you so you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you to co-host an episode of the podcast with us
3: we appreciate any level of support from an instagram follow to any of our patreon tiers
0: we love doing this and we appreciate you all be gentle with us and wear
3: gloves So not only do we have our Patreon, but we also have merchandise available only exclusively to our listeners. It is not available anywhere on the internet to search and find. You can only find it with a direct link, which is in the description of this podcast or on our uh, Instagram link in the bio. I'm actually wearing a Deb's Den right here, right now that uh, Dom has no idea about. That's pretty uh, great, yeah. well, we've uh, we've said that uh anything that's a design from the show so this one and our high flyer stuff all the profits from that will go to uh to charity and we're asking listeners please let us know what what charities you know you think this money should go towards uh, and then we also have our, you know, Ravens logo and our Mighty 90s uh, logo mm-hmm. on there. So if you want to support the podcast in that way, then you can.
0: We could use that money to pay off Keith's credit card bill. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah.
3: Um, so, yeah, if you want to check out any of the Patreon stuff, the the website is ravenshoops.net because, Dom, what the basketballs go through? A hoop. And what else? A net. That's right, ravenshoops.net. So judgments uh start with you lex as our guest who is your favorite performer favorite acting performer of this episode
2: i'm torn between nathan and Haley. like uh, uh, well bethany joy lens and uh I, I gotta go with bethany james. she's so yeah and james bethany is so good in this and i just connected to her a lot so i i think i think bethany joy lens is my favorite
0: nice Dom I will have to agree mm-hmm. it is Bethany Joy Lenz for me as well that pure roller coaster of um, I'm annoyed at you I'm so angry to um, my relationship is all based on a lie to uh, my best friend has is, is now had this tragic accident and I feel guilty because I can't say what I really want to say to them I know about Brooke um, I know about the cheating sorry on Brooke Uh, I'm not angry at Peyton, but I'm kind of disappointed. But, uh, you know, letting everything out on the line and just her ability to cry is fantastic. Mm -hmm. She just cry like like it's nothing. I'm going to cry now. And she just does it. It's brilliant. So, yeah, she's my favorite in this episode. Yours? I
3: I completely see that. And I want to say her so that we can all agree. But. But I'm sorry, my friends. I am going to... She was great. Mm -hmm. I completely get it. Great choice. Uh, I'm going to say Moira Kelly uh, as Karen. For that last moment, really clinched it for me. Because I felt it. I was already in tears. I was already crying, Karen. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to me? You're destroying me right now. Um, And, you know, it's a a Monday afternoon. But... (laughs) uh so yeah i'm gonna say moira kelly great performance bethany joy Lenz, also awesome
0: that's her first mention yeah
3: She's a favorite that's her first time she's moira kelly has got a has won an accolade from this podcast <laughs> i mean this is um, a great
2: episode for that then that's good like to win yeah
3: definitely <laughs> yeah for sure um lex who's your favorite character
2: uh i'm gonna go with nathan um, I just think that Nathan, you see that growth. We talked about that a lot in this episode, but like the way that he shows up for for Lucas, but really for Haley, was just really beautiful.
0: Yeah, good choice, Dom. I actually think Brooke was mm. my favorite character in this episode. I was, if I think about the episode and I reflect on it, the character I was most drawn to was her, and and the. The knowing what she doesn't know, and kind of her path, and the 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 whole strength that she's trying to keep. She's meeting her. She's meeting Karen for the first time. Um, she's trying to keep Peyton involved. Um, she's you know, and she was just. She was kind of in in everyone's story, but being herself the whole time, and um, I thought she was pretty good. So yeah, so she stood out to me as a strong character for this episode
3: nice um i'm going to say uh nathan as well cuz he had he had my tears moment mm-hmm. uh but it was um yeah i just really liked how he he made a mistake he dealt with it and he reconciled it and yeah it was really he did something selfless he put himself out to mm-hmm. be vulnerable with lucas for haley i thought it was a really beautiful moment mm-hmm. uh what was your favorite song of the episode, Lex?
2: I mean, come on. We only have one choice. <laughs> I shall believe. Like that's that's the the song.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. Dom.
2: Okay, with exactly the same. Yeah.
3: That's all three of mm-hmm. us. Ooh. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. we could to be the three with the the Oh, I always say to Dom when there's like a meme moment or something that's t-shirt mm-hmm. worthy, that's iconic. What Peyton drew on the... The with, heart with the flames. Mm-hmm. That is iconic. Okay. Yes. That is a big thing. Big thing. Right. It's a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Remember.
2: <laughs> I will
0: remember that.
3: But that is us in this moment right now with Cheryl Crow. Is that
0: what he's going to have tattooed over the horrendous tattoo <laughs> he already has? <laughs> that's,
3: that's what I'm going to get tattooed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that would be a cool tattoo. Okay. That it would be it. a cool tattoo.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, we have a listener that reached out that has a whole sleeve of Peyton's... A whole tattoo sleeve of Peyton's, <sighs> of Peyton's art
2: wow that'd be great to see dedication
3: yeah yeah i'll be back yeah okay um this one is uh a little bit more difficult uh to to go through uh who was your favorite background performer lex so someone that has one line or less
2: one line did jake have one line oh no he had more than one line he
3: had more he he couldn't count it though because he's like a regular. It has to be yeah. literally someone like the doctor or something, but they actually it's actually difficult because sometimes you're like, Oh, they actually had two lines, we can't you use know, them. The so, woman
2: who was working at the hospital, um, she was very compassionate with Karen. Like
3: the l- payment. Plan, the payment.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like that's gotta be a really shitty job. I don't envy that job yeah. at all so the the fact that she was able to to like be compassionate in that moment and not uh man i don't know i i feel like you get yelled at all day and yeah like it's not your fault you know you're just dealing with the customer service side of things kind of thing
3: yeah yeah. Well, okay, we'll we'll accept that because you're a guest, but normally we wouldn't even accept that because there is literally has to, there can't be more than one line. Oh, um Okay. It has to literally yeah. be someone like oh that person that was in the background that was staring at the wall sort of mm. thing. Um I'll do better. It's next difficult. Time. <laughs> I should have I should have prepped you ahead of time. It's actually it it's a ref- poor reflection on me, if anything. Mm. Um but, Did the lawyer uh, have one the,
2: more than one line?
3: yeah because I <sighs> wanted to choose the lawyer, but they had more than one line. yeah that's well.
2: where you keep going in your brain you're like, man, did they have more than one line? I don't know, huh,
3: yeah, but it's a tough it's, one it's a it's a rough one um there there for me uh there was someone on the river court um that like there was a there was a couple randoms like touring mm-hmm. that we hadn't seen before um so one of those uh one of those would would be mine um so yeah but did they Dom say anything do they
2: have to say something or is it just a background person
3: no no they don't have to say anything okay like, we've had we had a guy that was in uh not the pilot like the second episode and he's someone that's in that's on the ravens team mm-hmm. but he never but he never has any lines <laughs> But he, but he sometimes sings in the background, and there's a raven song, and he just sings ravens. <laughs> I mean, he really is really unenergetic. Okay. And we spot him in uh, in other um, okay scenes when he's in the background, and we're like, "That's our guy. That's our extra guy." Okay. So yeah, he's, yeah. He's got it a few times. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, Dom. Who would you choose as your
0: background
3: performer one line or less?
0: um I was gonna pick someone that worked in the hospital, um but I'm not actually sure anyone that was in the hospital had like less than yeah. Well actually they all pretty pretty much had long lines, didn't mm-hmm.
3: they? Yes. And like the doctor had more than one line. And then like Lex was just saying mm-hmm. the payment plan woman had more than one line. Yeah. So, and the lawyer did as well. Yeah. I, 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 you know, people in the river court, so who it, would yours be?
0: I'm gonna go for there was someone drawing with Crayon uh, chalk yeah. on the floor. That's yeah, same. so you pick one of them as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. go with them as well. So there's all of that lot. It was quite nice doing all those sort of different artwork. Um, and there's two that are fairly close to where sort Haley and Peyton walk on. So I'm gonna pick them. Mm-hmm. Nice the little artists.
3: And Lex, what was your favorite line of the episode?
2: Uh, when Nathan says that he went for her, like he he went to the hospital for Haley. I because she couldn't. He knew that she couldn't. That was awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was such a great line, Dom.
2: I
0: actually have a line that annoyed me. Okay. Mm. Which was when Haley picked up the phone um, to Keith, then found out about the accident. She said, "He's going to make it, right?" That really annoyed me. Don't ask that question. That's a stupid <laughs> question. Get to the bloody hospital. That's I'm the first question I would that's... ask. That
2: that is the that's yeah. the first <laughs> question I would ask. I would be like, "Wait, is he, is he going to be okay?" Like, I need that assurance right now. I'll be there in a minute. Yeah. That's all I would say. Hanging up.
0: I'll be there. In yeah. A but anyway, so I'll move on from that. I'm going to pick Dan's line that was um, we also agreed to death to us part. Um, you didn't have any trouble backing out of that one because mm-hmm. it's just so bitchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll pick that.
3: Yeah, good line. Good line. Did
0: you have a line that stood out to you?
3: I, I'm agree. I'm going to agree with Lex because, I mean, it was hard for me to see it through my tears but <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, that, that line uh, was great and, yeah, I loved all of that. And then we finally get to the precious, precious rating. Now, Dom, do you have your number? Did you already have a number? Have you come here with a number? I came with a number. And is the number still the same after this conversation? Yes. Lex, in your mind, without saying it, do you have a number? Yes. Did you have it before this conversation?
2: No, not really. Um, I do know do you that you guys do out of 10. And so I had kind of been thinking along those lines. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm a little more critical. (laughs) I'm curious to see what you guys come up with.
3: Well, so this, the new thing that we do now is uh, we've only done it on the last couple of episodes is that we do a count, a count up to three, Mm -hmm. and then we all say it at the same time. And the hope is that we magically, it's all in unison. And then we (laughs) don't have to debate it all because we're all agreed Mm -hmm. or it's not. And then we have to, we bring out the weapons and we make this happen. So if everyone's got a number,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I'll count to three and then we'll all say it. So when I say count to three, it's going to be a one, two, three say. Yep. So it's after three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Seven. Seven. Seven.
1: <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> That's it crazy. I
0: was not expecting us all to say seven. I definitely thought you were going eight. Uh, and Lex, I thought you would probably say seven or eight. I wasn't sure yeah, because you said you were, you were a lot more critical than, than what you thought we'd be. I always go much lower than Simon. I don't know. It just sort of happens. There's only been, actually it's probably been about four or five episodes where we've been bang on and had said the same number. So I'm super amazed that we both, all, all three of us got seven.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, Lex, talk us through why it was a seven for you.
2: So I think that it was, it was solid. Like it doesn't deserve to be below that. Um, it it moves the characters forward and everything like that, but it does feel a little bit weird, like a little bit out of place at the same time. Um, like we were talking about in the beginning, where it's a it's almost like a reboot or or reintroduction is a better word of for for this show. And because of that, it doesn't feel like it elevates past a seven, um, but it's still solid. Like there's still a lot of really great moments. There's a lot of you know seeing Nathan's character growth seeing how Haley interacts with everyone Dan and Karen having this moment like there's some really great moments in it that justify it getting a 7 but not necessarily you know up there with an 8 or not, or 9 definitely not a 9 or 10
0: and Dom? Um... i uh, ag- agree on all of those all those points um that Lexa said is you know uh, great to um, have someone else that, that agrees with, with all of those points <laughs> and that this felt like a solid episode, just like, but solid seven. And it was just in that realm of we're getting to a point where more is coming, but at the moment we've got to slow it down. We need to introduce these characters to each other. We need to rebuild um, Karen into it um, and go from there and kind of see how, yeah. uh, how relationships can change. And... It did feel like, um, I kind of have this feeling of in um, 10 episodes down the road, you'd say to me, remember when Lucas was in a coma, but I'd have to like, remember it. So I'm going to remember the accident but I'm not really going to remember the, the episode after it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to really think about it. So it didn't really, st- although there were really important moments, it didn't stand out as, a oh, well, I'm going to remember that. That's an important, yeah. really important episode that I need to stick with. I think what's coming is going to be important because it's now going to mould and shape into whatever they're going to become now. So I always talk about the pilot. I gave the pilot a six. I, yeah, I remember. F- for... <laughs> I remember <laughs> me, listening it and going, the...
2: I don't agree with that. <laughs>
0: He's wrong. He's totally wrong. But it could have ended there. For me, the whole series could have ended there. And it would have been a point where, um, like, nothing... It, it could have been made as a one-off episode. There's mm-hmm. the pilot, and it it, it gets viewed, and it, it it's kind of like a shortened film or something like that, and it, it never extends beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we get into the next episodes, it increases and gets sort of better and better from there. Right. So that's why I gave it a six, because I feel like there was no... Cliffhanger. There's nothing telling yeah. you to watch the next episode. It is So that's that's kind of where I am with this episode as well. Right.
2: You have that I'll be seeing you moments where you're like, oh, what's going to happen with these relationships or whatever? But it, it does feel complete at the same time. There is that like, and, and I think it's because it was originally a movie concept and, you know, it was originally the Ravens or whatever Mark Schwann, uh, you know, was going to make the movie into. Yeah. Um, so I agree that the pilot is kind of complete. And there are a few other shows like that. Um I think like Gilmore Girls being a, an example of off the top of my head that's like it does kind of feel like a complete episode or a, like you could stop there and you go, "Oh, this is the dynamic of what these people will be dealing with forever, but you don't necessarily have to watch the next one." Whereas there's other shows like lost for example you just immediately have to watch the next one like there's just something yeah. that that makes you uh get into it it's not the uh the slow build up some shows are a little bit slower getting into it you have to when people are watching you have to warn them be like hey like just give this a couple episodes i think mad men's one of those two where like you need a couple episodes to get into this show before it really picks up
0: yeah, you have to have those series and those seasons that are, are builders because mm-hmm. the, and those episodes that are builders and are set as framing the characters and go, you, you know, kind of stick with us, mm-hmm. stick with us. And, and, and kind of the pilot didn't necessarily do that for me straight away. And obviously, because we're doing the podcast, I continue to watch and find right. out what else is going on. But you're absolutely spot on with what you said about Lost in that um, you watch the first one, you're like, what the bollocks is going on, I yeah. need to watch the next one. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then it kind of goes on from there. Um, but yeah, I, like, I, I agree with you completely. I, I know that there's people out there, probably like yourself, that have gone, he's rated it a six, what a dick. <laughs> but, yeah, um, no. I Because because of the reasons I said it, I, I just kind of feel like we could have dropped it there and that would have been it. Right. Um, but it's nice that we're in the situation where we have hit nines, we've hit a ten. Mm-hmm. It's super. Yeah.
3: I My reason for a seven, (laughs) firstly, yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, And Lost, I love Lost so Mm -hmm. much. I really, I would love to do uh, a Lost podcast at some point. I know loads of them exist, but uh, that's such a great show and would be great for podcasting in this same format would be great. But you've already seen it,
2: haven't
0: you? I've not seen all of it. Oh, I've seen the first like two seasons okay I, I didn't really go beyond that so uh, you've missed a some to of the
2: the best stuff oh, wow
3: don't don't let anyone spoil it for yeah. you potentially <laughs> that could be next up yeah. but you want to do star trek don't you so no it's okay right, we we'll can do. whatever <laughs> you want well <laughs> well uh, the, the reason that i'd give it a seven was so i kind of touched a bit on it earlier but episodes and things that revolve around car accidents are always mm. quite difficult for me yeah. um especially this because it's at that same age um so i that probably plays into it a little bit that uh you know it's a bit difficult it, it well it is difficult um but also for all the reasons that you both said that it does feel like a bit of a transitional episode yep. resetting the pieces to sort of go again um but I I really enjoyed, uh, I still en- really enjoyed it and I really enjoyed the conversation with both of you about it and, uh, you know, I, I really hope that we can continue to have you uh, coming on, you know, at least a few times yeah. a season or something because, uh, and I definitely know that so many of the One Tree Hill fans that love the river court cast would be dying like i was to hear your thoughts on some of the episodes that we never yeah. got to with the river court cast especially one that you were so close to yeah, covering I think it
2: was the next episode yeah
3: my god i know my god i definitely will
2: um, will come on for that episode and <laughs> i'm sure we can talk ryan into doing the same so
3: that yeah that would be awesome because i know that uh, like myself loads of people would love to hear that yeah um, so we will christen this a seven, mm-hmm. we'll add it onto our board over there. Uh, Lex, thank you so much for joining us, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we we need to get these nady bracelets going. I'm actually <laughs> going to message you on Instagram later about this. But I'm going to try that... to find
2: the supplies. <laughs>
3: <laughs> excellent. Well, one last time, the links will be in the description. But please go and check out Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. It is the names in the title is excellent. <laughs> so go over there, subscribe. And where where can people find find you guys on Instagram and at, social media? And we're at stuff.
2: Lex and Matt, so that's our social media. You can go follow us there. I'm at the Lex Lutes on the, on that as well.
3: <laughs> excellent. And if you would like to hit us up here for our podcast, you can by emailing us at the Mighty 90s Podcast, 90s is in 90s, at the Mighty 90s Podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on social media, Dom.
0: Yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the Ravens Podcast and send Simon messages and he screens <laughs> them all and forwards any bits that I'm allowed to see <laughs> to me so that I can read all your comments and questions.
3: But just before we get out of here, I forgot we did have a couple quick questions Mm. from Instagram about this exact episode. So, uh, so the first question here was from uh, Caitlin, who uh, she said sent a couple questions. So, what would you do in Peyton's shoes? How uncomfortable, even though it's her fault, she's in that position for sure. So. Lex, Dom, if you were in Peyton's shoes in this situation, what would you do? Would you fess up? Would you keep quiet? What would you, what would you do?
2: I don't know. I, I feel like I would probably fess up. Um, but I also understand not wanting to put any more stress on Brooke in this particular time. And also Lucas is not even awake to join in this conversation uh so you know he's he's not i want to say defend himself but like how do you defend yourself in this situation you know he I, i can see why she didn't say anything um but i all i'm also a person who kind of always go with the truth when you can you know i think that's the best path
3: for sure dom
2: i think peyton
0: um has an opportunity, so if it was me as Peyton, I've got an opportunity to tell Brooke how I truly feel about Lucas and get that out, and then if it comes up as part of that conversation, then just say it. Mm. but ultimately i I kind of need to wait for Lucas to be there as well because uh it takes two to tango, and he's mm-hmm. very much involved as well. so it kind of needs to be from from I can't split up a couple, you know that way especially mm-hmm. if it's my like best friend and stuff like that so uh, it needs to be look we've we've done this it was a mistake we shouldn't have done it but it's because this is how we really feel about each other so i would probably be honest about my feelings mm-hmm. actually the reason i'm not going to the hospital is because i'm madly in love with him but mm. um uh, y- you know you'll find out why when he's better <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah yeah timing
1: yeah
0: difficult uh, really difficult good question
3: good question uh she says uh this is just the first of many scenes of characters listing off things that other characters do even though we've never seen them do them so for example um when uh, brooke's saying oh when he sings off key or steals fries off of my plate and rolls Mm. his eyes um so she's saying that there's a trend of this to come i guess so we'll see uh caitlin's also the person that just puts (laughs) (laughs) Uh, baller will karen ever forgive keith will he ever use that ring and propose i guess we'll have to just exclusively put that one to you
0: dom um i think she'll forgive him and it's gonna it's gonna take a while there's gonna be a whole phase of like mistrust and what have you been up to the last six weeks he's got a tattoo you've nearly killed him you know what else has happened um there's a multi-pack of condoms in his bedroom <laughs> where's that and come there's from? a lot missing yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i th- the trust will be regained somehow but the ring i don't know he might use it but on someone else Ooh. interesting okay
3: uh jen has reached out and said are you uh are you torn are you as torn as karen is uh blaming slash not blaming keith and being thankful for dan for once so basically saying are you you know uh yeah how do you feel do you blame keith do you not blame keith and uh how do you feel about her being thankful towards dan
2: yeah, I mean, I kind of kind of answered that in the earlier, but like, yeah, I, I get her position Um, when I was younger. I didn't as much, but I agree with Karen uh, and I do think like, yeah, like I said, Dan kind of deserved that hug and Keith kind of deserves a little bit of the shit he's getting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And then
3: this comes from Val. Um, I think we've already answered this as well during the episode, but didn't you think it was funny how Lucas didn't wake up to Payton or Karen, (laughs) but to Nathan? (laughs) And yeah, we've not only funny, but important. Um, And,
0: you know, all all I say Val is, watch my little video clips on instagram mm-hmm. and see that uh, <laughs> no, i i predicted it two minutes before it happened you <laughs> should
3: do them more often like if you think it's coming because it'll be great if you get one wrong yeah as well Put that like, okay it, don't just don't just only send me the ones that you get right <laughs>
2: yeah it'd be funnier if you're like
0: okay i'll do that
1: more
3: yeah i i really feel to just like like, maybe maybe a game could be every now and again, I will say something that's going to come up in the future and you have to kind of guess what you think that that is going to be and we can mm. see if it's going to be right or not. Because for some reason, it just came into my mind. I'm going to say this, it's not a spoiler, but I want to hear what you think it's going to be. So, three words. Boy Toy Auction.
0: <laughs> is it going to be the... Boy toy auction. It's gotta be some sort of like man <laughs> auction for charity. Is it gonna be the, the basketball team or auction like have a date with the basketball team?
3: I don't or think like... that's appropriate though, is it? You no. can't sell off young boys. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> unless it's unless it's all the eligible bachelors of, of Tree Hill are like auctioned off for a night a night out. You could you can date Dan Scott for the night. <laughs>
3: Wow. What do you do you remember the boy toy auction,
0: Lex?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we to keep say. The close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I like I uh I'm I'm treading lightly on this subject. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, <laughs>
3: well, there we go. So that was the end of our podcast. Get into contact with us. Let us know what you think of these episodes. Let us know if you think or you think of our opinions. Are we right? Are we wrong? Just let us know.
0: I just want to say a massive thank you to to Lex for joining us uh, and for being super careful and cautious with spoilers. Uh, and taking us on your journey and all your your thoughts and comments are always fantastic and your insight is great and I I, uh, love having you on and and talking to you and hope you join us for a lot more so thank you very much thanks
2: so much for having me on it's so fun to talk about this you know I don't get to talk about One Tree Hill all the time anymore so it's nice to pop in and go and I just like listening to it too
1: you guys do the work.
2: <laughs>
3: <Thank you. laughs> well, for anyone that hasn't listened to our intro episode, I mean, I ex- I explained it on there, but uh, it's very meta for me because your podcast with Ryan, the Rivercourt cast, is what got me into podcasts in general. Mm-hmm. It was like the first podcast that I ever got into and really loved. So the fact that it's gone completely full circle, mm-hmm. and we've you know we've just done a podcast together uh is surreal and awesome to me yeah. as a fan uh and you know yeah it's uh it's, it's really surreal cool. so really to me
2: it. It. it's surreal to me that i did a thing that got someone into this and then they made their own thing like that's that's a very surreal very cool thing as well
3: and now you're in the thing
2: too meta <laughs> <laughs> it's too many layers. this is abed this is on Matrix. cougar town kind of thing where you're just like no 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 too yeah. much. <laughs>
3: Well, our final thing is we got to do Ravens on free. So I count, and then we all scream Ravens on free. Mm-hmm. like as pretty much as loud as you can go, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in an empty office, so we can really have it. <laughs> I don't um, want to alarm the neighbors,
2: fu- but I'll do what I can.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna be on a slight delay, so we'll. We, you should maybe try and come in when we say two, because okay. you delay, so then it will come in at the same time, maybe.
2: I think this is gonna make me sound awkward, but all right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, ravens on three, one two three, ravens. ravens. <laughs> oh, okay, should we do ravens. that again? Was it too? I
0: think I think we need to go one two three. We pause for literally a second and then shout ravens. Okay. So that Lex has a chance to catch up. Okay. Okay.
3: okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? Ravens on three, one two three, ravens. Ravens. ravens oh yeah. so close to it, it'll do <laughs> no. well, we can go we can go one more time we need to pause longer okay we'll pause longer okay we got this I'm gonna leave all of these in there, it's important okay, okay. <laughs> ravens on three. One, two, three. ravens ravens, ravens. Oh. that was close <laughs> that'll do
1: <laughs> that was it that was it it's,
2: it's weird because on my end there's no delay like I'm not hearing a delay so I'm like well that was just me saying it alone okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: right let's go
3: one more time I, I reckon God. we right, don't we can get it okay. we can get it well we just got pause a little bit longer okay okay ready people in your house are just gonna think you're crazy yes <laughs> <laughs> okay ready Ravens on three. One, one two three Ravens, Ravens!
1: yes
2: <laughs>
3: we got it excellent
2: we got it.